well-met friends, my name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love the pipe. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nick, aka the producer guy. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, Adam, how you doing, brother? I hope I sound. I hope I sound different for the people. You hope? Maybe. Yeah, I got a uh, finally got a new mic, got the new setup. So uh, I've had the mic for probably over a month now at this point, but I just have not had the right materials to plug it in. So here we are. Yeah, you're stepping yeah, up in the big leagues with the uh, XLR microphone yes. as opposed to a USB plug-in. Man, I'm glad to be back. I'm so bummed. <laughs> I'm so bummed about last week, but I'm I'm I so know. glad to be here. Yeah, man, it's it's just one of those things where it happens and uh, we try to do everything we can to mitigate the problems, but sometimes problems still arise and Adam stepped up to the plate. If y'all haven't gone to listen to the Cover My Ash of last week, go listen to it. It's a great little precursor for what we are about to talk about. But yeah, man, how's, uh, how's your week been? It's been good, man. You know, we're, we got a lot of good feedback from the last episode. It was really cool. I, I put a lot of time into that one, even though yeah. I didn't, if that makes sense. When it came it down to grind easy. time. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just it just worked. And what I liked about it was the ability to touch on the things that we just weren't able to when we attempted to record. Well, I mean, we did record and just didn't record right. it well. But, you know, our last chat for this, What's Up in Smoke, there's a lot of things that just felt wrong to miss out on. Like, you know, talking about a pipe show and not even get to say one time what I got. It just didn't feel right. So, I don't know, maybe it was like a blessing in disguise where where we were forced to kind of you know, do that little pivot and make the cover my ash episode. So I was able to cover all of those things that I really wanted to talk about, especially the community aspect. And I know I put that at the end, true. but you know, the people who stick around all the way to the end, those are the ones that you want to hear it anyway. Those are the, the true 12 percenters. But yeah, no, it was good, man. And I'm excited to to finally hit this uh, What's Up in Smoke for real. And uh, well, this will be our final little chat about Chicago for a long time anyway, you know, outside of the Battle of the Briar stuff, which will be, you'll be hearing about it for damn near six, seven, eight months from now, but that's a conversation for this episode and, and, you know, a conversation for many more episodes to come, but yeah, man, it's been good. You know, I'm excited to get back to it. Heck yeah. I, uh, I've been doing pretty well, man. It's been a good week so far. I'm again, I'm still bummed about last week, but I uh, had a great weekend potty training for all you parents, dads out there. You know what I'm talking about, but it was fine. We're here. We're alive. We made it. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm ready to talk to you, brother. I really am. I'm ready to dive deep into this, relive some of the memories that we had. And uh, yeah, we have got a great show planned today with What's Up in Smoke redo about the Chicago Pipe Show. And for our segments, we are starting off with some Pipe Show edition this or that and closing it out with a little Are You Smarter Than a Pipe Smoker? L yes. Big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things. Now, before we move into our primary topic, I want to remind you to take a deep breath. Savor this moment, kindle your flame, and pipe as you please. Our What's Up in Smoke about the Chicago Pipe Show, take two here, and I can confirm with my eyes that we are both recording. But uh, for those of you who are just joining us, our What's Up in Smoke series, uh, this is our series where essentially we talk about major things happening in the pipe smoking community. Most of these have been related to pipe shows, 
Uh, we did the Chicago show last year, as well as the Vegas show. We've also touched on Adam's trip to Montana and how that kind of related and, and what he got out of that journey. And another one we also talked about is Adam's trips to the Smitty Cigar Show, as well as the Country Squire. All those episodes are in our bookshelf. Go check those out in, in our backlog. But today, we're kind of changing up the What's Up in Smoke series a little bit. We're going to be discussing some of our happenings at the pipe show, uh, mostly kind of beforehand. We're going to be touching on the Battle of the Briar summary, some background info before our awesome documentary comes out later this year. And these last two things are the main points. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as our, what we are calling, love it, lessons learned, our triple L. In this case, we're going to we're going to be talking about the lessons that we learned at the 2023 Chicago Pipe Show. And this is the this is the format I think we're we're really going to start taking because uh, there's so much to to talk about. It's hard to kind of <laughs> boil it down, but we're going to do our best today. So, Adam, any any other points before we we dive deep into this and relive uh, a couple of weeks ago at this uh, time of recording? Yeah, I like the what's up in smoke, man. It, the idea of it was to always find something that's kind of in the now, something in the modern, something that's going on currently and to kind of report on it. So the first time, of, of course, was my first Chicago Pipe Show. That was the 2022 version. I'm interested. Go go check that one out after this one and see how they compare. One thing I really do appreciate about our journey with this Get Pipe podcast is really the evolution. I just think, you know, we just did our Cover My Ash last week and then we did a Cover My Ash. I think it was, what, six months ago, five months ago, back in December. And the change, the quality and change. I mean, outside of like the microphone stuff, like the financial upgrades to the to the equipment and stuff, I'm talking about, you know, us finding our voice, us finding our flow. And with this one, this is like the first what's up in smoke that, you know, has more of a structure before they're really free form. And sometimes that's really good. But you know, sometimes it's not really good. And, and I would argue that the other ones weren't as good. I think our Smitty Cigar uh, event one along with the country square 500 yeah. episode was pretty solid but you know in looking at how we could do some good quality content for this what's up in smoke for this chicago edition man i came up with that idea to do at least like a some kind of review of the event as opposed to just mm -hmm. telling you a story from start to finish oh then i did this and then i did this and then i did this and then i did that <laughs> but then i did this you know that can be good for some formats but something like a pipe show i don't know what i looked at pipes at one table then i went to the next table and guess what i looked at pipes yeah. you know well, so so for this we're doing that that good bad the ugly and what i like about this is it we've essentially baked in some controversy we baked in mm -hmm. some some hot takes and and that yeah. was kind of the intent with this and all of this is with good intent and even right. if the end effect of that good or bad or ugly is is negative i think in the end it really will turn into something positive you know so so we we have some things that we want to touch on that are not awesome but it's all in pursuit of making the next pipe show the best uh, we're always trying to make the right. next pipe show the best or whatever and, and have more folks show up and, and them concur and we will continue to do that so that's where the the good bad ugly comes in and that will be pretty fun you'll want to stick around for that and then lastly i'm tired of learning lessons you know like <laughs> they say you should never be learning lessons when you're doing something because someone else already learned those lessons Hopefully the Get Pipe podcast will be that for you. So I was like, we definitely need a lessons learned on this What's Up in Smoke. Whenever we go to an event or or some kind of pipe smoking thing, you know, I'm always regretting something. And, and maybe regret's not the best way to put it, but it is, it gets us pretty damn near where, what I'm trying to get at. So we're going to share some lessons learned. And then I was like, how do we make that pipe smoke? And we throw our favorite 
who knows how to pronounce Lovat, love it, <laughs> Lovat pipe shape. So love it, Lovat, love it. Lessons learned will be a pretty good one as well. Yeah. It'll kind of cool down the show after we finish <laughs> up with the ugly. So because at the end of the day, that stuff is on us, right? Like you and I did things wrong in our own way, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. So that, that's the distinction. Yeah. So I'm not going to say in the ugly, oh, I didn't feel good. You know, I had a tummy ache because I ate too much <laughs> burger or something. That's not going to be the good, bad, ugly. But the love it lessons learned might be don't eat burger. I don't know. Every don't day. eat Portillo's. That's what that's that's Port- what it would have been last year. But I don't know. We don't have to, we don't have to worry about that one. Uh, so stick around for that. Yeah, true, true. But let's uh give the setting of the stage of the Chicago Pipe Show. Adam alluded to some of this in the Cover My Ash last week. So again, go listen to that before you listen to this. There's I, I think that's a good precursor to kind of what we're getting here. But uh, I just wanted to touch on something that was mentioned with the Jeff Grasick episode as well, the Down the Rabbit Bowl with Jeff Grasick, again, two episodes ago. We talked briefly about our flight change from Friday to Thursday uh, before the show. That was something that happened a week beforehand. We were supposed to get in late Friday morning, almost into the Friday afternoon, get set up, do all this recon for the Battle of the Briar. And we're like, let's let's get there Thursday, get some good sleep and wake up guns blazing in the morning, doing our recon, finding good places to conduct interviews and looking at you know where the Battle of the Briar is going to be. But that plan changed a little bit. It's, it's funny. I thought such... Good. Only good could come out of leaving on Thursday. Only good. And the original reason why we didn't was, of course, you know, it's all me, man. It's it's surrounded by the military. Yeah. I, I, my leave day was approved for Friday. And historically, you would sign out. You would go in, write your signature on a piece of paper Friday at midnight at 12.01 that says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm signing out for the day. So that prevents folks from saying, hey, I'm taking Friday off. So that's my one chargeable day and then leaving Thursday. But at the same time, if you finish your duty on Thursday, what's the harm, right? So I I got that clarification and I was approved to leave actually Thursday. I got this approval beforehand. So I was like, hey, man, let's see if we can move our flights because we we just really wanted to get in there and, you know, have fun at the show. Right. And uh, yeah, we did. It was fortunate where we were able to find a flight for like leaving 730 around our time. And that's exactly what we did. But the problem is we were planning on landing at landing on ground about 30 minutes away from the airport to Lincolnshire. And we were supposed to land at 1140, something like that. And we didn't. But I'll start with this. I got on my flight, got there an hour early, two hours early or something through through TSA, man. And right. it was a small airport. I was done in 15 minutes. So yeah, I'm sitting there. Like, and you were the same. You had the same thing. You flew out of Norfolk. I flew out of Columbia, yeah. South Carolina. And uh, so our, our next flights were going to be in Atlanta, which was really cool. Uh, so we'd be on the exact same flight. Mm-hmm. And I remember as I'm taking off, producer guy had messaged me and we were texting the entire time too. And he goes, hey, you should switch to this seat. There's there's an open seat like next to me or something. So I take a look and it was gone. I was like, no, it's taken. He's like, oh, uh-oh, but there's a seat here. And I was like, which one? I'm like, which which seat should we try, you know, in this row? <laughs> you know, I was like, go for one of these seats. And I'm telling you, I'm in the air. So now I don't have the in-flight Wi-Fi. It wasn't working on that little plane. So we're fighting time right now and gravity as I'm climbing into the air, trying to get get producer guy and I to have the same seat. We ended up guessing generally right. I gave him, I said 26, 27 or something. Yeah. Literally, he texted me. He was like, this is my last chance. Seat 20, whatever. I'm out. And I got that message. I booked my seat right next to his. And I was like, got it. And for iPhone users, you know, when you get that little delivered, it means it got delivered to the person. This message did not get delivered. 
So it was like I knew right there, like he was he hit that that point where like there was <laughs> yeah. no shot that it was, That's it hilarious. was gonna be be there. So yeah, we we got those same seats. I landed maybe an hour ish after you in Atlanta, maybe not even. And uh, we linked up, great meet up there in uh, in one of the lounges and stuff, and got a bite to eat, got a quick drink, and uh, I think we we're chilling out when we saw that our flight was delayed for the first time. So we're sitting there in the right outside the terminal ready to go. And then we just got a text message or whatever. And it was said, Hey, your, your flight's delayed by an hour. It it was delayed uh, to 1140 or something. So right when we were supposed to land is when it was delayed too. So that was of course a frustration. And and especially since we're trying to, we actually didn't have a room for that night, right? Because we booked from Friday to Monday or Friday to Sunday. And so we're relying on folks, Nate King actually to bunk with him. And so he's going to stay up a little bit later for us on our behalf. And, you know, he's like, no worries, just keep me updated. And uh, we did keep him updated, but the next delay was at one fifteen. So it just keeps getting delayed. Yeah. And we're a little bit stressed. We're a little bit bummed. We incurred a cost in order to change these flights. And it's, now we're just thinking, man, we're just getting there Friday. It's just an inconvenient <laughs> way, you know, getting to the same time uh, when yeah. we were supposed to land on Friday or whatever. But I mean, there was still hope, right? I was like, as long as we're not getting there by sun up, you know, we're, <laughs> we're generally pretty good. So exactly. Uh, and um, unfortunately, it just, it just got worse and worse. Uh, we, we ended up boarding the plane at about one, one at one Oh five or something. Everyone's in seat by one fifteen, and just the plane was not on. I'm no expert, but I feel like someone's got to turn a key or something. If this is going to yeah. take off from 30 seconds ago, there's no air going. This no dude air. was just, oh, already oh, yeah. sweaty. This I'm dude a warm human, man. Sweating. So I'm just, ah, dude, I hate planes. Like until the we, air turns on, oh, I'm yeah. struggling. But we we got to our seats. Uh, we did get exit row, so we got we got a little legroom. But we're all sitting there. It's one in the morning, almost two by this at this point. And uh, there's this gentleman behind us. I don't even know if I can say gentleman. Uh, no hell no. I don't think that's the right word. He, uh, for some reason, decided to listen to whatever vulgar thing he was listening to. It was like a we, rant, like not yeah, a we, com- comedian thing. It was like yeah. a rant. We thought at first it was maybe like some stand-up comedian, but as it went on, it was like that's not right. Like we're talking super vulgar language. We're talking things about women that just should not generally be said ever, and. This was allowed again, one thirty in the morning, one one forty five in the morning, to the point where the flight attendant I, I think this was a play. Our man Kyle. Kyle was his name. He was a flight attendant. He sort of announced that he was going to be coming around with headphones for people that wanted them. And I think that was that was kind of his ploy to get this man some headphones. Yeah, so this guy was listening on like an what the Galaxy S fifty three. Yeah, it was, Dude, it these, was a these big speakers <laughs> were incredible, man. I don't know what he. Was, I thought it was an iPad or something. Yeah, but it was it was loud and it was quality. It was, <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm, and I'm telling way. you, aggressive. Like a, aggr- it, it was like you know the who's that wicked right wing guy? You know, Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, that guy. It Actually, was like, yeah, it was like that, but not right wing or left wing it was just vulgar just, just vulgar just just really nasty stuff but the approach was like you know very preachy and not the yeah. good kind of preaching yeah and, bad, bad you know bad women are bad and should be servicing men you know yeah. in, in ways that are disrespectful and just just crazy stuff i was like it's 2 a.m bro 
take a nap. So we didn't say anything and we're just sitting there and it's just going on and on and people are around and they're just looking, nothing back, you know, and, and producer guys like, we should say something. And, and honestly, I was like, man, unfortunately, if you have to say something to someone like this, the result of what you're trying to achieve by saying something will not be achieved. Like yeah. those are the type of people yeah. who it just doesn't mean anything. You know, nothing you say will ever, oh my bad, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah. The, oh, I'll put my headphones on. I'll put my, yeah, whatever. It's you guys like, take care. You know, there's no way that was going to happen. No shot. So they come around offering headphones. He refuses to put them on. They were playing like some elevator music over oh, the plane yeah, itself, yeah. right? Kyle comes over. He's like, hey, man, can you put some headphones on? Like people are getting concerned. Like you're, whatever you're watching is really loud. And it's disturbing a bunch of people like 15 rows back. And he's like, well, I can't hear. So if you're going to play all this music on the, on the airline, then... I'm going to have this up. So once you turn that down, I'll turn this down. And Kyle was cool. He's like, which kind of sucks that you have to kind of bend the knee to this dude. But he's like, he's like, all right, man. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go turn it down. So he leaves to go turn it down. And as he's leaving, this guy says like, this is why I hate white people or something. And just like right. not a pleasant human being, man. Yeah. And just not, not something we probably should have got into, but we did. And, you know, producer guy was cool about it. Honestly, I thought you were going to say something mean, not mean, but <laughs> you know, Standoffational, confrontational. Yeah. You just turned around and you said, "I mean, he's got a point. It is kind of loud," which was fair. I was like, "Wow, oh, well, maybe this will work," because this was a very true statement. And he's like, "Why don't you mind your own business?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it! Now uh, I'm in this. Now, now I gotta be pulled. And I gotta get. I gotta come to my man's aid." And I turn around. I'm like, "Dude, it is our business because we can all hear it. It's the whole plane's business." Literally. Um, and then he's like, "You guys, you guys going to Chicago?" You know, as a, like that was our final destination, as if he was like putting out, he was going to put out a hit on us. Like, yeah, it was like threatening. Like, he's staring into my eyes. He's like, You going to Chicago? I'm like, No, I'm going to Disneyland, bro. Like, wh- <laughs> where do you think I'm going? Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just crazy, man. So, uh, yeah, he ends up yeah. turning it down like a, a millimeter. I know that's not even, yeah. a, 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 <laughs> I know that's not a measurement of sound, but that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Uh, they end up bringing like a red coat who's like the Delta, you know, big cheeses yeah, and, security, you know, whatever. and, and this guy was a pretty soft human. He you was. Know, to, just to be oh, completely honest, so he's like, sad. Hey, can you turn that down? And he's, and he gave him the same sob story. Like, Oh, I can't hear if you guys yeah. are going to have this on then whatever. And he ends up turning it down again, like maybe one notch and that was fine for now. It somehow got know, louder. Over time, just like, because again, the plane is still off. We're still waiting for like the pilots to come. The the skinny on that is essentially planes from the east in in you know Florida and all that were delayed. So the people who were supposed to fly our plane weren't even around. They had to call a new guy in. They eventually came later. But anyway, so this guy is just not turning it down. The music's off on the plane. You know, people are just looking, still giving him the staring. stink eye. We were the right. only ones to say something, and it yep. didn't really help too much, but. So I had to go to the bathroom because I have a bladder of a pregnant woman. And in my head, I was like, this guy's going to think I'm going to be be snitching on him. I'm going to be a little rat. And uh, that is exactly what I did. Yeah. I tried to do it coolly, though. Mr. Kyle asked me as I, I opened the door to the bathroom and I went in. And so I'm behind this bathroom door. And Kyle's like, did he turn his music down? I was like, hell no. And then I close the door and actually go to the bathroom. It's funny because when I was watching, I was like, there's no way he goes and doesn't say something. But I'm yeah. just thinking, if I'm thinking this, so was the guy behind me. The so guy behind- like, I had my eyes locked on him. And I was like, is he going to do something? Like, there's no way he's just going to turn to them and be like, yeah, he's being a problem. I'm telling you, the way this guy was acting, that would yeah. be a very big problem. 
And, you know, then he, I saw you go in the bathroom and shut the door immediately. And I was like, oh, wow, I guess he didn't. But while he was in the bathroom, Kyle comes sprinting over probably <laughs> like a solid 35 seconds after you shut the door. So oh, it wasn't okay. very clear. I mean, I knew you did at some point. Right. Like, How the hell? He just came over guns blaze. He's like, you need to turn this stuff off. Turn this off right now. This plane's not going anywhere if you do. And if you don't comply, you're getting kicked off. So this guy starts mouthing off and then they bring on some other, you know, the, the person who signs in your ticket or whatever. Yeah. She was oh, a bad, gosh. badass lady. Came in super, super nice and had her, had his name, was being super cool. And she's like, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can find you another spot, like somewhere where you're not around people. And, you know, he didn't want to move, but she's like, come on, come on. And, and she kind of swindled him in. They go to the front of the plane. And next thing I know, this guy's off the plane. So. To, to, to wrap up the story, producer guy is just a professional kick guys off playing guy. <laughs> I am. Not only am I the producer guy, but I am the kick people off plane guy. But that story leads us to arriving at the Lincolnshire Marriott. We make it to the hotel at right around 4 a.m. But when we get there, we had a great meeting of friends. Adam, you want to go into that a little bit? There he is. One of the most handsome gentlemen mm. I've ever seen. And I, I mean that this guy just looked like he was at a Chicago pipe show. He has a name and it's Nate King, the King of pipes. Nate so Nate's, he there. was in like a three piece suit. He's in a three piece like. suit. He had a His trench coat or whatever. King phenomenal. Shaped. Beard was on point. It was shaped. Hat. You know, he's got his awesome glasses to make him look wise. Also to see that secondary. <laughs> I had a great hat on. Dude, just, it was just great. It was good Chicago weather to wear like, the 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 tweedish kind of material. Yeah, it was, it was. But but to be honest, I was just so surprised that he was awake. He was, yeah, he was awake. You know, he could have. He he told us like I left a key at the counter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and grab it, and you guys can come in. And I was, we were texting him before the plane even took off. We said, hey man, we'll try to be as quiet as possible. We won't wake you. And you know, he never responded. So I thought he was out already, but no, he was waiting for us. So I get out the car. I just give this man the biggest hug ever. I was so, so happy to see him, especially like, I can't tell you how bothered we were with that event. You know, uh, we, we said it kind of in yeah. passing, but it was, it was a long drawn out hour of like high stress, high anxiety. Dude, my heart was going. His ass out. Yeah. My heart was pounding. Like, so like, oh so to God. see, to see my good friend, you know, wait for me, I just felt, I felt so, so welcome. Uh, but a little little surprise here actually uh, was uh, our good friend Kirk Keener. Uh, that's yes. Kirk Keener thirty two. He, he's a YouTube guy as well. Captain Kirk. And dude, to see him was crazy. The craziest part is I never met Kirk before in person, but because we have such a good relationship, a good interaction on the Galactic Hit Pipe Pipe Club, our discussions through you know YouTube and all that, yeah. it just felt good to see you again, man. And yeah. then I was like, wait a minute, I've never even met you, which was crazy. Like I gave him the biggest hug. I was so, so happy to see him and yeah. it felt so normal, man. Uh, but right. that's where it gets kind of funny because Kirk is rooming with Nate King. <laughs> Kirk is this supposed is to true. arrive Friday. Friday. Uh, so is Get Piped and Producer Guy, but Producer Guy and Get Piped just switch to Thursday after the confirmation from but, Nate King yeah. that no one will be there Thursday. So, so my plans to warm up Kirk's bed and, you know, hand, hand off the, the product <laughs> the following day. <laughs> and I will say that is, that sounds so disrespectful. I thought, I thought there was room service every day. So I didn't think it would be a problem. There is oh, not. So now looking back, yeah. it does look like I was totally just giving him a used bed, but. I don't know. It shouldn't be that way. I think it was. Oh, hell no. It's a, it's a hotel. <laughs> it's a hotel. And they were all out there. I think it was because it was the specific rooms. 
Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. They only came one time for us, and did we they? were we were in did the room. Know? So yeah, and we were in the room, and they to- we told them no. But yeah. yeah, no. So it was funny, and we get all and get in the room, and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, where am I sleeping? Where where where's what are we doing? And Kirk was like, no, I got a sleep pad. I'm gonna sleep on the ground. I was like, dude, this yeah. is your room. Uh, but he's like, dude, you guys had a late travel because we, we told him the crazy stories. He had an interesting story. Get some rest. So we we do that. We we stayed up chatting for about an hour, two hours maybe. And then around 5 a.m., we're going to bed, right? And <laughs> I like it cold. And they they appeased uh, me to to keep it cool. We opened the window or whatever, had the AC on. And then I guess in the morning, Kirk's just, you know, chilling. And I asked him, like, hey, man, how'd you, how'd you sleep? And he's like, oh, you know, oh, you know, not, not great, but not not bad. I was like, okay, so you're telling me you slept horrible and it was because I was snoring all night. And he wouldn't say yes, but I know it's the truth. I I am notorious for just absolutely sawing logs all night, you know, from snoring. Like it it is aggressively loud. And I don't know what caused that, to be honest. I never used to snore. I think it's just from the absolute exhaustion. But I remember waking up. Kirk has no blanket. He's just <laughs> shivering. Trying to fall no. asleep to, to just a, a human being just delogging the forest, you know. So, uh, oh man, I felt so bad, but it does make for a really hilarious story. It does. So, sorry, Kirk. Everyone thanks you because this is funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And uh, yeah, I I was right next to Adam in this bed, and yeah, I can confirm the the snoring was quite loud. But I was in my comfy bed. I was under my covers, and uh, I was good to go. So that's kind of our our leading up to the show, a sort of unexpected start to the weekend. And we wake up Friday at 8.30, whatever it was. We we get going because that evening we have our first annual Battle of the Briar. So we're setting up, we're trying to find places to film, we're filming some stuff, we're meeting and seeing old friends, we're meeting and seeing new friends. So there is a lot going on in between there, but we want to get into the Battle of the Briar. The Battle of the Briar was, again, the first annual event where Jeff Grasick and Steve Fallon hosted, uh, but Jeff Grasick was kind of the mastermind behind this whole event. Go listen to our Down the Rabbit Bowl with him, episode 068. He kind of outlines what's going on there, so we won't get into it too much. But essentially, it's a pipe-making contest. Three contestants had one hour to make a pipe each. Briar was unveiled, and then they essentially got to work. But uh, it was more than that. So, Adam, let's hear what you had to say on it. We'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, so our show, man, was pretty much revolving around this event, to be completely yeah. honest. We, we've we been pitching it loosely. Um, I wouldn't say heavily, but loosely that we're doing this documentary. What folks are hearing when I say that, I think they're hearing, I'm going to make a YouTube video. And that's not what's happening. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Yeah, uh, It's going to be a full feature length production. And, you know, I've, I think I've, I've talked about it a, a couple of times, but but just to kind of lay it on the line, you know, now that we don't have a guest here, just you and me and producer guy talking, it's going to be a full feature length film, uh, maybe 45 to an hour. Like it's going to be a long production that focuses on this event. This will then be uploaded, streamable from the Chicago Pipe Show's website. It'll be on my YouTube channel. It'll be, we're going to try to find a way to make it available to the most right. people that aren't just subscribers of Get Pipes. That's it. It is a get pipe production. And I put so much heart and effort into this. I had an entire treatment made. I, I built, which yeah, is essentially a pitch deck. And it just kind of walked producer guy and I through the entire process of how we're going to tell the story, how we're going to film it. And uh, that's that's pretty much what we did on Friday was kind of putting that together. But but as for the event, I, I'm going to keep a lot of the good, fun interview information, all the the real nitty gritty of the event 
within. So this documentary yeah. is worth watching. But generally, think like an Iron Chef or a Forged knife making shows. Yeah, where, where it's a competition, right? And that's exactly what it was. We had Tommy Escorti, Scotty Purcell, and Jared Coles Jared. as our three contestants, if you may. And uh, as they compete against each other to make the best looking pipe. So this is a uh, somewhat an objective, somewhat of a subjective criteria, but there was a grade. And uh, the winner ended up being Tommy, which was so, so awesome to see that entire process unfold, see the frustration the other two as they're going, see the maniacal shaping from Tommy as he's moving the damn desk, which was, it was wild. pretty much, you know, this is this had to have been like a 200-pound desk as he's trying to really get in there, <laughs> basically sandblasting his piece or whatever. Uh, but but it was a great event, man. We, we got to shoot the entire thing. If you go onto YouTube, you can look up Battle of the Briar, and I think a gentleman named Jeff the Chef. He is a individual who works as a volunteer for the Chicago Pipe Show, the Chicago Club. Uh, he did a live stream of it. You can go check that out. And one of the highlight pieces, I- I'm telling you right now, if, you, if you're unfamiliar, if you haven't watched it, do not watch that live stream. Uh, just I think it'll take away some of the the gravitas that will be this documentary. <laughs> uh, but but what you could do is go peep us and see us getting to work. That would be kind of a cool True. behind the scenes because. Because in the background, it's just me and producer guy getting after it uh, with our film gear and stuff. And yeah, so maybe it'll build up a little bit of hype. But yeah, so it was cool. So our role was really to honestly help plan it. We did have a good stake in the planning process, making sure things would go well mm-hmm. in terms of the rules, in terms of timing, location, all that stuff. That was really nice to, to be a part of. And then, of course, we were going to be the primary media team to, to do the documentary. This will be a one of one documentary. I don't plan on doing this ever again. Yeah, uh, maybe in a decade or two decades when I'm a when my budget is not my own, yeah, <laughs> not a self funded film. Um, exactly. but, but for the most part, that that was our role was to we were dedicated filmmakers, and that's exactly what we did. I, I'm I'm directing this film. Producer guy allowed me to direct, which is really awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man. So it's it's going to be really really cool. I'm I'm projecting January February honestly of 2024, mm-hmm. uh, which will allow us to build some hype for the following event, which would be the 2024 Chicago Pipe Show's Battle of the Briar. I'm just being realistic, man. When a YouTube video that's 15 to 20 minutes long takes me 30 hours to edit, you know, this one being a legitimate cinematic approach to filmmaking as opposed to, you know, me just sitting in my room talking about, oh, Jay Peretti's great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like this is going to be a significant endeavor. Uh, So I really don't want to rush it. But yeah, man, it's going to be really, really cool. and, And I appreciate you know, producer guy here for getting us over there early. You know, he's the one who does all the booking and stuff. And I said, Hey, let's switch our, switch our tickets. Cause when we got up re- realistically Friday morning, we, we went swinging, you know, I will say there's a slight bummer there to not be able to go to the tent and see the, the pipe swap yeah. stuff, but that was our focus. And I'm really, really glad we did. And we, I think we crushed it. Yeah, man. So it was good. So that was Battle of the Briar. Uh, it's it's and, something that's here I, to stay. People really enjoyed it. I think it met or exceeded my expectations in terms of the actual event. It was ultimately extremely well done. Jeff Grasick had a, had a great team behind him. Everyone involved uh, when it comes to the live stream team, uh, when it comes to the actual preparation for the event, all the volunteers that helped it. It ran very well. So I think it exceeded my expectations. And honestly, one of one of my major takeaways from this year's Battle of the Briar is that it truly needs to continue. 
if the Chicago Pipe Show wants to to continue and come into the 21st century and beyond, like this is something that they need to continue and and, and change. Every year, I think it, it needs to be different or some new aspect, just like all those cooking shows bring in new things, just like those, you know, glass making and the, the knife making shows bring in new aspects. I think it can only go up from here in a good way. So yeah, it, it really exceeded my expectations. And, and maybe part of that was getting into the filming aspect and, and looking at these individuals in their eyes while I'm filming them and being like, oh my gosh, they have such a passion for this. Like there's an intensity in their eyes, in their carving that I don't know if I really have for for anything in my life. Again, we're not going to get into the interviews, but oh my gosh, some of the when we talk to these these uh, three competitors, and you know, we're going to talk to Jeff more in the future as well. But like, man, some of the stuff they said was just awesome, and I uh, I will forever remember that. So when it comes to the Battle of Briar and our mission at the Chicago Pipe Show this year, it felt really good to do it. And this was my first Chicago show. So most people would be like, enjoy it, like go around, walk around, buy pipes, do all this and that. Yeah, I miss that a little bit. But at the end of the day, this this endeavor is going to be something that will benefit the community as a whole. So just a quick takeaway, I, I wanted to say that because I think that this is something that the, the community needs to hear and needs to continue. As we kind of close up the Battle of the Briar, we're going to get into the actual show itself. This is what you've all been waiting for, the first half of what you all have all been waiting for. We're going to be talking the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good is all the great things that happened at the show and that the show did very well. The bad is the things that weren't horrendous, that weren't just super sinful, but things to improve overall. At the end of the day, things that the show can do better. But the ugly is things that the show and its its leaders and, and folks had a hand in and need to do better moving forward. So we'll, we'll start with the good. We'll, we'll give the good news and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So the first thing I really want to hit on is it's kind of like a precursor to the show as well. And, and that would be Chicago's use of social media, man. Mm. Gosh, they turned that around. And it's something that I've been advocating for for a very long time. And I mean a very, very long time. I'm talking the moment Vegas Pipe Show ended, I was hitting up the Chicago leadership saying, you guys need to be doing what they're doing. And you need to either do it better or do it at the same rate. Do something. Something needs to happen because there was no Instagram. Allegedly, there was at one point. They forgot the login information. No one knew how to get access to it. They don't really do the Facebook stuff too much. And their website was god-awful. Uh, I'm I'm just being completely honest, man. And this is, you know, the reason why we're going to get a little bit harsh, I think in the, when we kind of transition over to the bad and the ugly, it's, it's because we're passionate, right? And we only mean well. So there was no social media presence, which is, was just hamstringing them. You know, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. especially after the COVID-19 thing where the 2022 show was the very first one, there was just not a good way to put out that the show was back on other than really their website at the time, which was really bad. (laughs) You know, right. you had to rely on, you know, other pipe media, you know, the yeah, podcast, word of mouth. YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not what we want. But yeah, I kind of the tell all this, this becomes a tell all. Uh, I made the the Instagram for them. <laughs> uh, we producer guy and I, you know, we're, we're running the Chicago pipe shows uh, social media for, for quite some time is at least a, a few yeah. months. Yeah. And uh, while we didn't post super often, we did get some good posts out. We were totally the ones who 
came up with the new logo. The logo, they, yeah. Which they thrusted down immediately. And uh, it's funny, someone in the Galactic Hit by Pipe Club, when we posted about it, because I was really bummed that they went back to their old one, and I still think they need to update it. But someone said, you know, I really like the new one over the old one, and it seems they're going with the old one. It seems like the new one that they made was was very GPS-esque, you know, it was very get pipe <laughs> inspired or something. And I You're was like, like, hmm, I wonder why. It's because I made it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's because GP made it. Yeah, no, no. So so the social media like became a huge hit and and it's something that I think is worth highlighting. At this point, our good friend Craig, he he's part of the show team. He then kind of took the helm at that and Honestly, he did a great job. He did a phenomenal job. He did the best job. He did the best job. And if you look at the engagement with the show page, the followers, the amount of posts, man, that's the way to go. So now instead of us talking to Chicago and being like, hey, you need to do what Vegas did. Hey, Brian, I'm calling your ass out. (laughs) What's going on, Brian? What's What's going going on, on, Vegas? What's going on? What happened? Why you got 300 followers and they got a thousand? (laughs) And I made their thing. This year, the year of 2023. So what's yeah. going on? Yeah, so that was that was definitely a plus. We we both agreed that that was, that was really good. Something that kind of uh, in the same vein, I wanted to, we, we both wanted to talk about was the tech team. So the, the technology team, specifically Hassan, again, part of the Chicago team, he really stepped up the game. Uh, you know, he redesigned their site, the Chicago Pipe Show site, sort of orchestrated a lot of the live streaming stuff. Him and his brother got the live stream going on in the smoking tent, which was, I heard, bussing, which was awesome. People cheering, yelling like, three, two, one, and all this stuff. Like, I heard it was really good. So Hassan, if you're listening, and uh, if if anyone knows who Hassan is, give Give him a hand, man. He did a great job and he is a valuable, valuable asset to the Chicago Pipe Show as a whole. And uh, he will continue to be, I think, again, moving forward, there's only going to be better things uh, when it comes to technology and, and how it can be integrated into the Pipe Show and stuff like that. Yeah, Hassan is a go-getter. So this gentleman is a member of the club, right? And he just saw opportunity for tech, you know, in an otherwise very untechnical team. <laughs> that's just to be completely honest. And uh, he he executed. So so the first thing he did was last year during the show, I'm sure he did some, some stuff prior, but the first major one that was known and well-received, and it's something I talked about in uh, last year's What's Up in Smoke, was the projector. Right. He was the one to go buy a projector the weekend of the Chicago Pipe Show or just before, you know, got one at Goodwill or something and, and threw it up in the tent in 2022 and allowed you to send a picture through Instagram, post a picture, hashtag Chicago Pipe Show 2022, and that photo would be on a slideshow. This was brilliant. This increased engagement. People wanted their photos to be seen. You know, I wanted to see my photos. I wanted to see me inside of other people's photos. So I would just kind of watch that screen when I was, you know, looking for a place to sit or something. And this was all I saw last year. And then he took that this year and, you know, made it tenfold. He just... He just really kind of crushed it. And he's this, again, the definition of, of go-getter. Hassan's a true leader. He took the website, which I was absolutely dumping on, and made it super, super good and was very open to feedback. He would be like, hey, guys, you know, give me give me your thoughts on the website. What can we do better? Anything we told him, he would definitely implement or, you know, for, I mean, for the most part, we didn't have much to say because it was just so well done. And uh, that's the kind of guy you want. It's a dude who is on your team, is willing to do what it takes to to make it happen. And whatever it is, I don't know, Hassan's got it. He just understands what it is. He understands what needs to happen. And, and I love that about him. You know, whereas Vegas, where producer guy and I are messing around with a projector, 
uh, you know, <laughs> next time I'm calling Hassan because because he'll know how to fix anything. Yeah, exactly. But as we move on to some of the other good things, there's a lot of good, and, and we're not going to hit on every single one, but one I do want to talk about, and we kind of touched on it just in passing, would be the tent energy and, and really mm. in turn the turnout of the show. Uh, so to, to give you numbers, I'm just going to give you an estimate. I think they were projecting around 400 folks showing up at the Chicago Pipe Show. I want to say it was closer to 500 or so. Dude, the tents, the show floors were just were just packed with folks super eager to look at pipes, man. And there was a uh, huge line when we were coming from our hotel room to go start bringing our stuff down to our table. Like there was a line so far, one of the biggest lines I've seen. uh, This is on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a, you know, direct experience with last year's that line was not nearly as long. It's about half, Mm, like 50%. And I thought that was a huge line. And that was about whatever, just before the show, you know, it was about half that. This one just kept on going. I was like, man, I would not want to sit in this line. But yeah, the turnout was great, man. And in turn, the tent energy. So last year, the tent was great. And I've talked about how I really do appreciate there being a separation. And again, minority here. I do appreciate the separation of the show floor and the actual smoking area, which is in our case, a tent. But there was a magic going on in the tent that was generally unrealized last year. I think the tent was cool last year. This year, the tent was fun. And it's something that I really regret not putting more time into. You know, again, with the Battle of the Briar and all the other stuff we were kind of running around doing, we just didn't have the time. We also left Sunday, so we couldn't hang out at the very end. Whereas last year, I was I left on a Monday. Uh, so the, the 10 was really, really cool. And, and we touched on it as we were talking about with the Battle of the Briar live stream, where they were doing a live stream of the event in there. It's funny. So when we were in the planning process, right, the plan, day of, I mean, weeks leading up to, but day of was going to be the live stream going on for the actual event. And they would allow about 30 or 40 guests inside the the actual event room uh, of the Battle of the Briar. And they were going to have a, a viewing party. And that viewing party was going to be in a separate room, not the tent. And I actually brought up, I was like, what about the tent? Do we want to have some kind of live stream you know, link on that projector? Do we want to get in the, mm-hmm. in the tent? I think that'd be really cool. And be honest they kind of shot that down and they said no i think the viewing party is going to be our dedicated room if you want to go watch you can go watch it in there or go see it live right. okay i don't make the rules quite the contrary everyone wanted to see it in the tent yeah. uh, once once the youtube people were pulling up on their phones seeing that jeff the chef's live stream they saw some really cool stuff going on they could hear the audio pretty well they could hear steve doing the announcing and i guess the tech team did a quick pivot set up the live stream in the in the tent and it was wild it was yeah. absolutely wild. And this was like the thing that wasn't supposed to happen. I was talking <laughs> to John David Cole about this. The, <laughs> the way I look at it is where the live stream viewing party was supposed to be. That was, you know, the office. That was the corporate office. Yeah. The tent was the mailroom, the basement <laughs> in Elf where where Buddy is just getting after it. Everyone's dancing on the tables. You know, they're like doing yeah. the Russian thing or the Irish Ooh. jig or something. Ooh, coffee or syrup <laughs> and coffee. I never thought about that. It's the, <laughs> it's the whiskey or whatever. It is. Exactly. You know, they're I drinking out that. there in the tent, man, and, and people are getting into the live stream. They were, they were cheering for their favorite pie makers or whatever. You know, and I think that was really special. That's where uh, I want it, to be next year. Yeah, next year I, you know what? Next year I think I'm going to be in the tent. I'm going to be, I'm yeah. going to be directing the tent. I'm going to be no, on the table leading the the dances. No live stream. We'll 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 delegate that out. The, Hassan will will figure it out. He'll get some good cameras. But dude, yeah, that was awesome. But uh, before move forward with it, is there anything else you kind of wanted to touch on um, that that was actually really good that you saw? So one thing that was a huge improvement uh, from last year was the layout of the two rooms. 
basically, this is this was a reoccurring problem from last year to this year. I don't know how we couldn't convey how the show couldn't convey that there were two rooms outside of saying there are two rooms. You know, <laughs> yeah. for some reason, you know, there's some of those pipe smokers, maybe a little bit too much uh, rustica in their pipe or something. <laughs> and just were, were a little bit dense and a little bit blurred in the face. I don't know. There were two rooms at the Chicago Pipe Show, and there will continue to be two rooms. Uh, and every now and then you'd hear someone yelling at, hey, don't forget, there's a whole other room. Uh, and they're very close to each other. It's not like you had to walk like a damn trek to get there. But last year, gosh, it was it was pretty brutal. It did not feel good. The first room is this horribly lit room, and and we'll talk about that. Uh, let's hit right off the bat. I'm kind of touching on the bat. The room lighting sucks. Okay, back to the good. Uh, the The main room last year was way too narrow of lanes. It just didn't feel right. You know, you're bumping into each other all the time. You're trying to get by, you know, some of those bigger folks out there. You're trying to, you're kind of squishing the little guy, you know, into, <laughs> into a table. You know, it's just, there's no good room for maneuvering. Uh, the tables were just way too close. They just didn't utilize the space too well. And they changed that this year. And I would also say that they've oriented folks in the right area in terms of the exhibitors. You know, folks were placed in the right places. It, it didn't seem like you were just looking at pipe after pipe after pipe. This year, you've got maybe some pipes, maybe some tobacco, maybe some estate pipes, maybe an artisan, you know, maybe something else, maybe a leather guy, maybe some cigar thing. I don't know. But my point is, it was partitioned pretty well in terms of the tables. Like they, they broke up what you were seeing it didn't get super repetitive i really appreciate that just the way they had the tables in that room was was so much more intuitive i think last year they were going you know the the opposite direction but this year they just had it right another one is when you go into the the pretty room this is the room that all the pipe makers want to be in because there's so much natural light the whole back wall is just glass the entire oh, back wall and it's, so a, it's a very tall vaulted ceiling room yeah. too so these glass windows goes really really high so much natural lighting, even when it was overcast, and it's just a beautiful room. This room is huge too, in terms of length. It's not the it's not the widest room in the world relative to its length. But last year, it just it just went on and on and on. And what that did was you had to walk pretty far in, like across the floor, in order to get to tables, and then you'd have to walk the length of it really mm. far. What they did this year was they cut that in half and put a curtain up, and then they made the show floor mirror the first one. So you, you were going, you were weaving through tables and it would, it made a little bit more sense. It made a little bit more intuitive sense. It felt like it was busy. It felt like there was stuff to look at. Whereas last year, if you walked all the way down to the right side, you'd see Nate King alone amidst three <laughs> empty tables. And that was true. That, that literally happened. There was like three or four empty tables and no one around him. And, and this year he had, you know, a bunch of people near him. So I, I wanted to give a huge shout out to them for, for maneuvering that. I think it's funny, Tim, the president right now of the Chicago pipe show. He did not like that. He thought they were wasting space and I got to make sure to get back to him and tell him, no, I mean, you can expand a little bit, but that was definitely in the right direction. That was much better, much, much, much better than last year. Um, so I, I would say that probably wraps it up for me. Um, did you, what, what were your thoughts on the show floor? It's hard. I thought it was good. I, I you know, I think one of my critiques kind of gets into the bad. So maybe that's, that's a good segue into that. Um, so one thing that I noticed as it was my first time at the pipe show, one thing I did notice were empty tables. That is somewhat in a way outside of the control of the show uh, for people not showing up. But I would also argue that it could be within their control to the point where, you know, they either tell people to move to different places or they say, yeah. 
let's just move these tables out of the way or, or, or do something, make it. And there were tables kind of more so into the back of the large room of the show. I don't think there were that many in the smaller room, to be honest, if I, if I recall correctly, it's more, it was more so in the larger room. So maybe it was like just one vendor didn't show up and it was like three or four tables that they had purchased. I don't know, Mm. but that kind of not left a bad taste in my mouth by any means. It was just like, you got to figure out how to use that space a little better, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Vegas Pipe Show did a phenomenal job. You, there were many empty tables, but there were also zero empty tables. Yeah, it was, it was so you know, weird. You know, they, they were on top of it. And that's another thing. This is a huge issue with like kind of their accountability. They had that two-hour window. You could show up at 8 a.m. to set up your table. Producer guy and I showed up at 9.55 to set up yeah. our little tablecloth and our signs. We weren't even going to be at the table we just wanted to store our gear and then advertise the podcast and the YouTube channel. And in the event that they moved us because we weren't showing up would be an issue, right? Uh, so they're kind of playing this game where they're holding off until the last minute. Is this guy going to show up? What if he's just showing up late? You know, they don't need two hours to, to, to set up their table. But I think there's some electronic communication that probably would have been, been beneficial to understand prior to hey, is this guy coming? Is this guy even in the state? Uh, that That was something that Vegas was on top of. They knew folks who weren't coming. They automatically were moving stuff around. And then the no call, no shows, you know, at least in the next day, they were they were able to figure it out and move people. Moving people could be a little bit rough, especially when you got like someone like, you know, Vermont yeah. Freehand who has just four yeah. tables full of loose briar. But, you know, there, there were definitely ways. I think they were, they were actually trying to move us at one point uh, to yep. an empty table. Exactly. That's where... I want to give them less credit for the bad, if that makes sense. Like, it's not necessarily on them. It's maybe the onus is more so on the vendors for not showing up themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll clarify, actually, that this good, bad, the ugly is not, these are not like, like the tech team, they got lucky with Hassan. Like, we're, 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 we're giving you a good for Hassan and we're giving you a bad for vendors not sticking to their word that they're going to be there. I think my right. advice is to take their money and if they're not there, okay, see ya. You paid for the table. And you're not here. We're going to do what we want with it. You've kind of relinquished your rights over it. We're moving it. If you do end up showing up Saturday night, okay, enjoy this corner. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you made a commitment, and communication is key. Like, maybe have a point person. Like, hey, call or text this number. It's sent out in a packet beforehand or an email, whatever. And stuff whatever. happens, right? Stuff happens. Like stuff man. stuff happens, folks. Flights folks get who delayed. Are looking, mm, flights get delayed. Emergencies happen. People who plan all year, not even just exhibitors, right? you know, attendees. I'm sure some of the folks listening, something came up and they weren't able to go and they were crushed. So we're not, we're not trying to fault anyone here, but it is something important to talk about is is the empty tables. But I agree. Uh, So kind of with that out of the control, we, the venue itself, we're talking the Lincolnshire Marriott and resort. Um, It's, it's definitely hard to find a really good place. That's both, accommodating for the show as well as accommodating to people in their wallets but also that's you know in the chicago area too (laughs) i i didn't think it was terrible i know maybe adam you had a little more a little more say on the actual venue itself so I, i i'm interested in that the vegas pipe show venue was great in terms yeah. of the hotel, I liked that hotel a lot. Granted, way more money going into to that yeah. hotel than, you know, to, to the Lincolnshire Marriott. It's tough. Th- these are complaints that are just, it's, it's like tough, Like this man. one, you can't, they can't super control. They can in terms of getting maybe a new venue, but it's, it's also 
how do you find that balance of affordability with the ability to host this stuff? Because this is a big resort. Like they they have a lot of land and a lot of infrastructure to put up tents to yeah. do that sort of stuff. So they're already right off the bat accepting of the idea of a smoking event. Yeah. You know, even right. though you're not allowed to smoke in the hotel, you, you can't help but notice that every time that door opens, when that tent is literally just billowing with smoke, yeah. you know, and people, that's going to come in. People may or may not, you know, walk through the hotel walk through the hotel smoking cigars, cigars. Yeah, yeah you know it happens who you know? did that who would do that <laughs> who would but, uh, so that it was just the place is just it's kick-ass if this was 1975 <laughs> you know what i mean like it's 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 just like a great yeah. 1975 hotel it you know I, I would i don't know anything about money but i would imagine it would take like at least 10 20 million to, to renovate like, this to where fully renovate it yeah like I, I would not consider that necessarily a resort. Like they had a nice yeah. little lake outside. You don't gotta update that one. That one's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I love the tent. You know, yeah, well, let's talk on that. Let's talk about the tent. So last year and and I've made it very clear that I'm a fan of the the separation of uh tent and show. What were your thoughts on that? What are tent, your, what were your thoughts on state. yeah, what were your thoughts on going to the to the tent at night? Uh did you oh, prefer man. to walk around while you're smoking? Did you prefer you know, what, yeah. what were your thoughts? We're we're backtracking a little bit. This is definitely good. Like the tent's a good, the tent's a good thing. I mean, it's it was kind of surreal to walk there at night and see the lights all lit up. It it definitely had that yeah, just surreal feeling. It made you, you feel like about. it was an an extra event. It there did. was another event. The show kept going. Yeah, yeah, it did, and everything about the tent was awesome. So I think you're going to kind of get into to something that you didn't like about the tent that happened this year, correct? Yeah. So this is something that I think there was there's a lack of uh, communication here. This is a resort, right? There's definitely some kind of agreement to host these major events. I've never planned a pipe show. I actually, to be completely honest, I do plan on it one day, um, whether it's just one show and calling it it quits, or maybe I take over a show. I don't know. I think it's something really, really awesome. It seems like a really cool thing to put together. But one thing I do understand is that there has to be some kind of agreement with making sales of drinks, right? That's why, you know, at Vegas, you'll get drink tickets because it's a guaranteed way to get, you know, sales for the, the hotel or whatever. I would imagine there, there wasn't a difference here. Likely, I, I could be wrong. But what I'm getting at is at one point in time, I actually missed it, but they essentially just told everyone like the Chicago Pipe Show club members or team members said, hey, no more personal drinks in the tent. That is insanity to me. So I am a individual. I am on vacation. You cannot like if I was just staying at the hotel and I wanted to drink my own drinks, I could. Right. You know, try try telling that to right. some random guest. But but because we were like this in group uh, maybe they had some commitments. Maybe they didn't. But either way, it was just th- not a good look. And it just requires a little bit more communication. I don't exactly know. that. That's a detail we don't know. But it's like, I don't know. Let let people have some fun, man. Like, like have some have some fun. Like, we're, we forgot our flasks this year, unfortunately. But if we didn't, we would have had them. You know what I mean? Like, we were, we were going to be having our whiskey, our pocket whiskey, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, and we don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't bring a flask to work. I don't bring, a fl- I don't have a flask on me on the weekends, you yeah. know, but a flask is kind of cool. It's Peterson branded and, you know, I wanted to bring it to my pipe show and I wanted right. to enjoy it. And because we forgot it, honestly, we just didn't really drink it all that much, yeah. like really, really at all, honestly. But I, I remember going into it thinking, you know, I typically drink 
NAs, non-alcoholic beers, and you know, I, I very sparingly drink. <laughs> now that Doyle's Public House is gone for the twelve percenters, you know, I, I just I just don't really drink too much. And I was looking forward to having you know a responsible amount of alcohol with my friend on vacation because I was like, this is a vacation weekend, and it was a little frustrating to hear that blanket. You will do this. You will not drink. I mean, everyone did anyway. They disregarded and, that completely. And uh, so that's I guess the there's thing. a little bit of fire yeah. in the hearts of men, which I appreciated. But that's what I was going to say is like the moment I feel like it was the moment that whoever it was said, you cannot have your own drinks or you shouldn't go buy these. Everyone was like, F that. I yeah, hell everyone no. went to the liquor stores. It was like prohibition. They're just like, no, nah, we're, we're going to do what we want. Sonet was asking me, I think it was my dad. He was like, what are, what are pipe people like? And I obviously gave like some very general stereotypes, but I was like, I feel like a lot of these people just like freedom. Most people would agree that freedom is a good thing. Take that as you will. And, and that's a, you know, I don't want to say that's a gross generalization because I, I feel like everyone should value freedom. I just like to imagine that that moment that that was said, someone was just like, we're going to the liquor store right now. We're, we're getting all this stuff and whatever. So anyways, yeah, that was a, that was kind of a downer. Didn't love that, but yeah. and, and the price man was insane too. So oh, actually, as we kind of transition into another, you know, bad in our good, bad, ugly, uh, we're, we're talking about the master of pipes, doctor of pipes dinner. Insane, man. So, so yeah. this is, this is break it, break it down, brother. Okay. So one, you got to write a check. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit, but I write a check for what? 180, $190 for the two of us to get steak dinners. Granted, it's a several course meal, you know, you get your appetizer, but at the end of the day, it's not unlike going to a restaurant. So, you know, $90 for a steak is, is kind of a lot. You're kind of expecting some Wagyu kind of crazy craziness, literally, but uh, literally. I don't know, but you know what it didn't come with? A drink ticket. Didn't come with any drink tickets, so there was a little drink cart in the back of the room, which was very far away. Close off part of the room, man. Like, yeah, and move up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, granted, the the line was super long. We we waited in it for two minutes, and then I said, "This this is not worth this is not worth the eleven dollar you know mixed drink or whatever." I do got to give a shout out to Mr. Brian Levine. He is awesome. Oh, he I did. love Brian. He, he did uh, get me he, my drink, didn't he? Yeah, he got you a drink. He got me my drink. He got John David Cole his drink. Brian Levine is the man. Thank you. Hopefully listening. Thank you so much. So let me let me kind of go on a little bit of a tangent on the dinner. So with the way the dinner is set up, right? So you, you pay ahead of time and then they give you like a ticket that says what your meal is going to be. Red tickets were the beef, the green tickets were chicken or vegetables or something. And then the orange ticket was chicken, whatever it was. Uh, so we got the steak. Dude. Was not good. Was not ninety three dollars worth of yeah. steak. And I know you're paying for other stuff. You're, you're paying for the freaking little baby dessert. It was definitely a too expensive meal. <laughs> and what what I think a good trade off is is have less. I mean, and this is this is definitely the the venues problem, right? I don't know if there's like a negotiation process that can mark that cost down or up. But my point is, is that was not a good price for getting people to enjoy this very high esteemed event right my right. vision of the master pipes dr pipe center was almost like a packed room yeah. like a very packed dinner you know very professional you know we wore our damn three-piece suits two-piece suits yeah. whatever the hell we did and there just weren't a lot of people and i couldn't help but think oh yeah it's probably because i paid 90 dollars for a steak that wasn't that good yeah that was like I know. which is crazy to me i, I just know. had it steak was... tonight 
I got a $20 steak from the Publix. We put salt on it. We put butter on it. And it was delicious. How is that not better? Honestly, okay. Now that we're talking about this, I guess the second or third time, because we talked about it a lot at literally at the table. I don't think they use butter, man. Like that's probably what it was when they were cooking the steak. They just put it in an oven, no butter or anything. Like butter makes things better. And that's like how you cook steak. That's how you cook steak. And the sauce just wasn't good. The sauce was, I would have preferred A1. I would have loved it. I would have killed for A1. I would have killed like another cow for A1, honestly. You know? Uh, anyways, yeah, that but, um, that's not necessarily the show's fault. That's calling out the Lincolnshire is like. But what the show needs to do is is have a conversation. Whether about, we del- yeah. delete meat off the table, get something cheaper. I, I don't know. But something needs to happen because in order for the event to be, to remain in that high esteem, that prestige, there needs to be more people. Yeah, and I just I couldn't agree. help but think there was not a lot of people in there. Like, I felt like. I didn't belong. That's how few yeah. people there were. I don't want to say it this way. This is going to come off bad. So all of you listening, bear with me. But it was like, it's kind of the who's who. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't want this to be an elitist party event. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I didn't feel like I fit in. I was like, man, I feel like right. I just bought this ticket because I was excited to see this this event that I've heard so, so much about. Right. And when people and, tell me they're a doctor of pipes or a master of pipes, I'm very proud of them. And I didn't even know why. So I was like, I got to go to this event and you know, see what the, what all the hubbub is about. And, and I was be like, fair, Man, I don't belong here. Our good friend was getting a master pipe. So that's, that's awesome. But like, it needs to be, something needs to change and be better about it. There needs to be a, a facelift, like just needs to be a what little more What they did exciting. with their social media, they need to yeah. do with their dinner. Like the dinner just yeah. needs to be updated. Uh, yeah. and, and to be fair, um, they, they had kind of mentioned that leadership behind it has changed or whatever. Yeah. So they were kind of a little bit in the dark, but, but I really do think if they were to negotiate the price a little bit better, I guess you could come into the event after the dinner to watch the event as well. I guess mm. that was an option, but that was not communicated. I didn't, yeah, not communicated. I don't think anyone did that either. And it's also weird. I feel like that's, I don't know, that seems tacky. I and I don't think anyone would want to do that. Like you said, there was sort of a vacuum this year in terms of leadership for the actual uh, dinner. So I'm hoping next year that that vacuum is closed and that there can be a good plan of action of how to how to keep it going, how to make it better and how to keep it in that esteem status. Because when I generally who's still new to the sphere, who's this sort of enthusiast at this point, like when I hear someone's a master of pipes or a doctor of pipes, I'm like, that's awesome. Then they even say like they've clearly put the work into things a decade and a half, two decades of work into this community as a whole. So that. You know, that kind of leads us to to round out the bad, and we're about to get into the ugly. So before we do that, Adam, I, w- I want you to give a little more context as to what the ugly is and purpose behind the reason we're calling it the ugly, so to speak. To be fair to our listeners, to, to the Chicago Pipe Show, everything I'm about to say, I, I have communicated. So I'm not going behind their back. I'm almost going to get ugly myself. But again, that pursuit of change, pursuit of positive feedback for the following shows. So we don't have to do this every time, even though we will always do a good, bad, the ugly. That's kind of my point. So so while we're going to get a little emotional here, because they're People's lives are, are based on this, right? In terms of their living, their enthusiasm, their happiness, all revolves around the pipe sphere. And, and I'm not out of that group. That definitely affects me as well. So I think it's important to touch on some of these really egregious mistakes. And, yeah. and we can call them mistakes, you know, we're all going to learn from this. But what can't happen is we kind of touch on these in stride and then it just continues to happen. While I am the, I would argue the biggest proponent for pipe as you please, everyone be nice. Let's let's do the right thing. You know, stuff happens and we move on. Right. But the more we push this off, 
the more problems we'll have in the future. And in an already niche hobby in which I'm trying to grow, there just can't be room for some of these really ugly mistakes, especially when, again, it's it's, it's tough to get a guy to go to a pipe show as is. Uh, so we, we really got to clean up some of these these bads and uglies. But yeah, yeah so I just want to give context. I, I, I mean this from the heart, honestly. Uh, we're we're going to get some hot takes in here. And uh, yeah, I, again, I, I mean it from my heart. And this is for the pursuit of bettering the hobby. I agree, man. And, you know, without going more into it, I, I think we just got to got to pull the bandaid off. And the first one is cash only. So this is ugly. It's <laughs> ugly, man. Like we're that is ugly. That is that. explain yeah. exactly what that means. Because so, people are being like, oh, yeah, you know, I can go to the ATM. Like explain what cash only really means. So as a vendor, you had to send in a check to pay for your table. If you wanted to go to a dinner, you had to send in a check, register online, so that's maybe a good thing, but then send in a check to pay for your dinner. When you came into the venue, you had to pay with cash, cash only. When you bought drinks at the bar, which that's not, that, the bar one is not too outside of left field, like cash only bars is, is a typical thing, but you still had to pay using cash. Anything involving the pipe show had to use cash or write a check prior to the event or bring a check with you to pay for things. And living in 2023, that is, that is egregious. Insane. That is insane. That is not just two late 20s guys talking about this. Like that is absurd that cash only, you know, check only, whatever it is, is still a thing to this day. There's arguments that we heard of like maybe tax related things involving cash. Like you can maybe get away with having to pay certain taxes or fees with credit cards. Like I get there's there's credit card fees. There's like a 3.54% fees for yeah, certain cards. Th- to be but blunt, like, they want to do escape that 3% yeah, fee. But if you didn't have that, you could probably get more people to come or more oh, people 100%. to g- give that. Uh, how give many your- people wanted a table and saw that they needed a, a check? they're like, eh, whatever. I was so close to doing that for yeah. the dinner. I was so because, close to doing that for the dinner. Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you get registration just to go to the show, that $20 online, more people are going to do it. And you'll probably get more money. And like at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of people that also don't show up, which you don't want, obviously, but you have their money. Like they, yeah. you know, there's <laughs> like you, you have more money at the end of the day. And yeah, uh, how many people were saying, yeah, I'll pay when I get there or for folks who reserved a table, you could reserve it. Maybe they wanted to pay day of. They still, I believe they still accepted funds day yeah. of in cash. Yeah. You, you now have a table reserved for them and you are missing out on your money. Yeah. What about all the people that had to use the ATM fees to take out cash? Like now, yeah, now, now, you're, just, you, now you're just putting it on them. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, like come on. And there's one ATM very far away, one ATM in this 1975 five star right. hotel. And that was as someone who is pretty modern individual for the last, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 <laughs> yeah. years. Like, like credit cards are a thing and, and people use them and they use them a lot and they use them for a reason because essentially you're using other people's money that you don't have to pay in that moment. Otherwise, a check is immediate out of your funds like that's that's 200 some dollars i forget exactly how much a table was like i think it was 250 and then you don't know you know when the check is going to be cashed hopefully it's immediately right after the show so the funny thing is for the 
the dinner. I wrote the check for 193 or whatever it was, sent it, and eight days later, it was returned to sender. <laughs> I looked at the, I mean, that's just classic USPS, right? But I yeah. looked at it, it was correct. You know, just stuff happens. But now I have to like hold that money in my account, try to get them to accept my check at the door, which of course they did, but I, I bet they yeah. what, probably would have preferred, you know, cash or whatever. But now, I, I mean, I'm not advocating for living paycheck to paycheck, of course, <laughs> but I don't know. I would have preferred if that money were to be taken out immediately. So I know it's gone because now, right. I mean, I know it's only $193, but some folks, you know, might be. They don't have that. Like they don't, you know what say, I mean? Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot of them. Electricity, freaking heating, hot water, part of your mortgage. And to top it off, I also just checked my bank and my check still hasn't been cashed. And then think about makers who they're, they're full-time pipe makers that $250, they may not have that. So like, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta update that. I hope. And I think that there's a site's already set on changing this this ugly thing from this year but someone needs to say it like someone needs to say it aloud and it, it needs to be written in the electronic stone that that we have here in the get pipe podcast of like we're calling you out you need to change that and so this is going to kind of transition to a very ugly thing so so we both we we agree on all of this but this was one that i had to tell adam about and this is involving the battle of the briar so Battle of the Briar was supposed to be free, a free event to come see. It was going to be a limited number of seats. And I think they were going to hand out invites to it. I think that eventually changed. It was going to be a free event, first come, first serve. There was going to be 40 to 50 seats in there, so a good amount. We were told it was going to be free. We announced it on this podcast it was going to be free. Adam launched it a couple more places on social media. They put it on the schedule of events, cost free. But when the event kicked off, there was someone sitting outside of the doors with a wad of cash in hand, collecting $20 to go sit in and watch this Battle of the Briar. And the reason it relates to the last ugly point we just got to, cash only. Of course, I saw maybe a dozen people or more come up to the table, find out it was cash only, and immediately walk away. Not even that it was cash only, but that it was $20 to come in, and then it was cash only, and then they walked away. And it's like, you literally advertise this everywhere. We put our name on this thing. Not, and it's not that, that we, we have this like ego that you wronged us. No, it's just well, like, no, but I told you, you guys listen, yeah. Hey, you can come watch us kick ass, taking, you know, film. You can watch these pipe makers kick ass, making pipes and it'll be free. It'll be cool. I encourage you all to go into the room. So it's packed and it feels full. And then right. you go up there. I just lied to your ears. And now they're like, oh, yeah, and it's cash only. So even if you considered it, you pull out your credit card and they say, oh, nope, give me the yep. bills. You say, OK, you know what? F this I'm just going to go watch in the tent with Buddy the Elf. Yeah. And drinking your whiskey coffee. And like at the end of the day, that's one of those other things that's like when you're told you have to do something a certain way, you then go do the opposite. So still, I, that that was just an ugly. Look at big... the, the competitors. They yeah. were expecting a full room. They don't get to see the live stream. They don't get to see who's yeah. watching the live stream. And yep. part of this, the thrill of this and part of the them putting themselves on the, the line is yeah, to have an audience like there's there's yeah. no shame in it. I mean, I make I, I have a podcast. I want to have an audience. You know, I can't help imagine if I'm in a competition that's been, you know, pitched by other podcast guys, you know, someone's trying to make a documentary on it and there's like 12 people in the room of like 40 chairs. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Maybe this isn't that cool. Because again, they don't know what's how many people are watching the live stream. 
right. they just see 12 people watching this. They're like, man, am I wasting my time for this? Yeah, exactly. So that was that was definitely one that I just, man, I that made me really sad. It made you mad, was. and it should have. It made me. It it did make me mad. It made me very mad in the moment. Like I, there are not many things where, and I, I was telling Adam this in the uh, hotel room. I think it was the next morning. I was like, there are not many things that make me feel very angry. There are things that I get mad at, and I, you know, I have a, a bout of maybe anger, but like learning that it cost twenty dollars to to enter this event that was supposed to be free just boiled my blood in the wrong way. And I, I don't I don't know if it was because like we said stuff, but it was just this sort of disingenuine, you know, it's a cash grab. Why did you charge twenty dollars for that? There was zero cost to the event. The room was already reserved. The equipment was already set up. The judges weren't getting paid. Like, I don't know. There was just no real benefit other yeah. than trying to make money off of, yeah. you know. And, and, and when I say money, like, this is a nonprofit, right? So anything they're getting is going to go towards, you know, the show paying the show, off, you know, debts or debts. whatever. So it's not like the president's making, you know, a $200 paycheck from, you know, this event. That's not what's happening. But Find ways to raise funds into it's just that was not it. And if it is, you yeah. got to brief it that way. And that's just not how it briefed. It's not how it was yeah. on the program. It's not how the Get Pipe podcast talked about it. You know, it's just it's just not how, you know, Jeff Grasick talked about it. And and yeah. that was a an egregious error. You know, those two things are definitely ugly. But I think this last one that I'm going to let Adam take the reins on. <sighs> this one's. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. So, Adam, I'm I'm going to. I'm going to go on mute at this point, and I'm going to toss the reins to you to talk about this last one. So for our final ugly, we're going to get pretty ugly, man, <laughs> for the folks listening. You know, if you're if you're bound to leave, maybe you just get into to work and you want to, you know, you got to press pause. This would be a good time. You're going to want to listen to this entirety, this piece through its entirety. So we kind of touched on it a little bit. The Master of Pipes and the Doctor of Pipes is a prestigious award. The folks who don't know exactly what that is, what it is, it's the pipe community, okay? Not the Chicago Pipe Show, not the Vegas Pipe Show, not some board of folks coming together, but it's the pipe community. Now, maybe not you and I, but to make it more important, it's the community of doctors of pipes. It's the community of masters of pipes. That is your only board that decides who has deserved this very prestigious award of master or doctor of pipes. The doctor of pipes award dinner has been going on for, for many, many years, a long time since, since the show's inception, uh, just about. And what it was, that's how it started. Just the doctors. It, it, it became a way to give back, to recognize excellence within the pipe community. The doctor of pipes was an award to the folks in the industry category and the hobbyist category who just excelled so much, who went so far out of their way to give so much love and energy and craft and skill into this sphere, into this hobby that they wanted to recognize it. And you were awarded a beautiful certificate framed and it says, you are now a doctor of pipes. It would say your name. XYZ for your contributions to the pipe community. When we think of industry, right? There's so many venues you can go. Tobacconists, pipe sellers, pipe makers, 
when it comes to hobby. It could be podcasting. It could be it could be YouTube, you know, maybe in 20, 30 years because YouTube just hasn't been around that long. But this was a significant contribution to the hobby over an extended period of time. I'm talking 15, 20, 30 years. So at first inception, it was 30 years of service to the hobby. Now that's since morphed. Now I'm not a member of the board, but what I can tell you is this board does convene. And for the folks who've been putting so much effort into their craft, both again, industry and hobby for around 30 years, they're a nominee for the doctor of pipes. Now what happened was they said, there's a lot of good coming out of the pipe sphere. And as we modernize, it might be important to recognize the younger folks. Now, younger is still relative, right? This isn't, you've been making YouTube videos for three years. Here's your, your master of pipes. No. Master of pipes still might go to someone who's been in the hobby or the industry for 20 years, but they're not at that 30-year mark that would warrant maybe a doctor. And they've since introduced this stepping stone. A good example is John David Cole. Just last year, he accepted his master of pipes. He had been podcasting for 10 years. He had been blending tobaccos for over 10 years and 15 or so years being in the hobby and in the industry, he was awarded his master of pipes. So as we move forward, this is a very important thing to pipe smoking, okay? Those masters come together with the guidance of the doctors and they elect the next year's master of pipes and the next year's doctor of pipes. This is four total individuals, two for masters, two for doctor, industry hobby. That is it. It's not, oh, you know, I really like this guy too. Let's give him, let's do four masters this year. Let's do three industry and then one hobby. No, no, no. It's going to be two and two, no more, no less. So there's a huge weight already on the folks that are already in this community, this master and Dr. Pipes community to identify those individuals who I'm telling you their heart and soul is in the craft and they've made significant contributions that warrants those awards. You can only be nominated from those folks. This year, one of our great friends was nominated by a master of pipes for his master of pipes. That individual was Nate King, the king of pipes. I'm so, so proud to say that he is now a master of pipes. He was, the board came together, the doctors of pipes came together. They said, this is right. This is overdue. We will make him a master of pipes. And he did. That was ultimately why we wanted to go to this dinner. I would have gone anyway, to be completely honest, just with the idea of this being this prestigious thing. But when I found out that Nate King, you know, a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, an active listener, a 12 percenter, you know, he'll eventually hear this while he's making pipes in his shop, you know, make an extra one for me, put it on the side. Um, but and me. when he told us, it, it became, oh, I want to go to I had to go. Like I had to go. That's why I got steak. When, I, when, when we were in the want phase, we were getting the vegetarian one, the cheapest meal. When he said, Nate King, the king of pipes is getting his masters, we were getting steak, baby. Steak, uh, baby. So, so we go to the dinner, right? We go out and buy suits pretty for much events. for this event. You <laughs> know, for, for, this, for this master, the crowning of this master. You know, the king's already been crowned, but now he needs to get his master of pipes, right? So we're sitting there. The first thing I notice is after the dinner, honestly, just the lack of, I guess, energy or buildup for this, this ceremony. It really did go from eating dinner, you get your dessert, they clean up. Okay, now we're going to announce the Master Pipes, Dr. Pipes. As if this was like the end of a track meet 
and we needed to say who won the awards and then move on to the next thing. And that kind of left a weird impression with me. That's just the best way to put it. I was feeling weird. What Chicago does is they have a former doctor, I mean, current doctor, but someone who formerly got the award. I, I don't know the gentleman's name because there was no formal introduction. Imagine that. I'm sure they said it in passing, maybe I missed it, but what I was expecting was maybe the president to introduce this guy, maybe a little bit of a speech. The guy comes up, tells him, I was awarded my doctor back in 1999 or whatever the, whatever he says, and then gives a little speech, tells him why he did it. And then he's like, now it's my privilege to announce that this, this, and this, and we're going to start with this, this, and this. Now that didn't happen, any of that. He actually says, we're going to start with the doctor, which didn't make any continuity sense, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, that was just a mistake, which is fine. So I, I'm not going to gig the Chicago show for that. What they did though, was they listened. So they got the doctors, they come up with the, the award and the doctor who's about to announce it says, no, this is the doctors. We're supposed to do the masters first. So then there was this weird little discombobulation. And again, this is all error, right? This, these are just, no one was trying to be wrong in this. These are errors. So they go and get the, the right one. And I'm telling you, the announcement was just, he got the plaque. He looked at it. Okay, our master of pipes is, and he said the name. Okay, that's all it was. In the first one to get it was, was industry. And it was our good friend, Nate King, the King of Pipes. This was so horribly done that like the hair on my arms is sticking up right now. Yeah. The, so I try not to get emotional, but I have so much passion for this community. I have so much passion for my friends. I have so much passion for Nate King, who's been making pipes for 20 damn years. He's getting his master's at 20 years. And this isn't a dig yeah. at the show for not giving it to him sooner. This is not a gig for not giving him a doctor. This is a gig for how that award was presented. The gentleman reads the plaque and he reads his name. It's Nathan and his middle name. He reads Nathan middle name. I don't remember what his middle name is. And there was a silence. A long silence. Yeah. I almost want to emulate the silence. And he said it again. We look over. I remember thinking immediately, is there another Nathan won the Masters? It's crazy. It's crazy. Did he not show up? And I look back and with like a, a solemn face, Nate's getting up. And a couple people shuffle. There's some silence, maybe a, a drink clinking. And someone in the back yells, Nate King. And then a couple other people echoed it. There was probably four or five claps as he got up. And I remember hearing him say under his breath, of course they get my name wrong. So they end up saying his middle name, right? He is Nate King. Now, the problem I have here, one, obviously that's huge screw up. And I'm, I'm going to touch on why, right? But the, the primary problem here is the plaque, right? The certificate. Mm. The certificate was wrong. And on top of that, it was signed by the leadership of Chicago. Mm. Someone approved that, someone looked at it, and then they signed it, okay? All of the folks responsible for that were in that room. And how they didn't go without a meal that day because they wanted to overnight a, a new one for $500, $600, that's what you do. That is exactly what you do. 
you don't just sign this off and say, hey, we'll fix it later. We'll fix it in post. And then you have the gentleman call it incorrectly. And now Nate has to stumble up because he wasn't entirely sure. Maybe there was another guy with the same name. There's no applause. There was no roaring. We were there for that moment. We were ready to cheer for our friend who's getting this incredible award, which has so much, so much power, so much impact. And he lost that. That was lost. And he won't ever get it again until maybe, until maybe he gets his doctor of pipes. Right. And in the event that he does, whether it's 10 years away, 20 years away, he's going to walk into that room and not remember this event. Of course he is. Of course that's going to be in the back of his head. And they'll get it right the next time. But it's, this event had to happen for that, which is unacceptable. There was a fundamental problem in the leadership that day, in the days prior. How did a leader not step in and say, this is unacceptable? How did a leader step in and sign it and say, this is acceptable? How was there not a rehearsal? How did they not have the gentleman who was calling these know what to say? How did he not know who the hell he was talking about? He, when he said the name, and, and I, I am going to bash this. I, I absolutely am. Like, I, I was almost going to say, I'm not going to try to you know, be too harsh. You know, this is a, an older man. You know, he's, he's a doctor of pipes. But where is the awareness to know who you're going to be calling up? Like, this was a surprise to this gentleman. And, and I'm not saying that's his fault. What I am saying is mm. Chicago Pipe Show's fault, that there was no rehearsal. There was no back brief. There was no, hey, these are the people getting the awards and it's going to go in this order. These are the things you should know about them. Maybe you should say something about them. They didn't have the people who nominated them come up to say wonderful things. It was just, hey, Nathan Michael. And he got up very timidly because he didn't even know if that was actually him. And now he has to come up with a speech when no one clapped for him. Maybe three. You got a couple Nate Kings echoing in the background as a yell, which, I mean, I, I respect them for trying to correct oh, the problem, yeah. but honestly, in a weird way, it made it worse. I think I yelled it too, but he stood up there and he's just like, you know what? Thanks. Yeah, uh, worked really hard for this. Um, I'm honored you guys nominated me. Let's have a good pipe show. And then he sat down because he was so flustered. That entire moment was ruined for him. And that boiled me, not in anger. I don't know. It, it was an emotion I've actually never felt in my life. Mm. The the interesting disappointment. The yeah, I, I know how I know how embarrassed Nate must have felt. Right for them to screw that up, and it was his moment. At the end of the day, it was his moment. Like this is this is Nate's once in a lifetime for a Masters, but like. That is the only time he will ever be awarded that master of mm-hmm. masters of pipes. And it's like, come on, you got to step it up. And I just hate that this was the lesson. You know, of course I'm biased. Of course that's my friend. Right. And in a chaotic world, I would love to say, I wish it was someone else. Of course, not wanting to wish that on someone else, but I had to see it through my friend's eyes. I had to look at my friend in the eyes, fighting back a tear because he was wronged. Right. He was wronged. And and then the awards dinner continued. The only change was they got the certificates right. So the names were called. Gentlemen came up. How was there not a speech 
from them, outlining his accomplishments. How was there not a buildup? It was literally dinner over. Give me the doctor pipes. Here's the doctor pipes. No, I meant the master pipes. Here's the master pipes. Nathan, middle name. Going once, Bueller, is he here? And then he came up there, and then Nate's like, okay, am I supposed to say what I did? Am I supposed to tell you that I'm a pipe maker? They literally just said he's an industry guy, and then they called up the next guy, and they said he was the the hobbyist Hobbyist, guy. yeah. And to be honest, to be completely honest, I only remember one other guy because of there was just no context given. The only context I got was from the brief three to four sentences that each of them said. The only one who who went off was uh, Mr. Scott Feely, who was yeah. uh, he got his doctor for yep. for for um, pipe pipedia, which is that is a well well deserved award. As yeah, well. oh, and he gave um, a great speech. He really did. I, I remember saying to you, like he he gave a great speech. And that's the thing. I know. I know for a fact. You know, Nate did too. He like he planned on it. He still said some beautiful stuff. He actually he made did. me cry. Um, he talked about <laughs> how the one was, thing he could revert back to was the community yeah, and friendships and friendships that he makes. Yeah. And he says, that's why he does it. And he looked at our table and I think oh. we, I think we locked eyes for half a second <laughs> and I, I straight up started to hear, but you know, that was the only thing he was able to pull from his speech. Cause it was just the most bizarre, uncomfortable, yeah. awkward, just disgusting award ceremony. I, I, I hate to use that word, but yeah. I, I left feeling disgusted, man. I was like, that is my friend. This is his moment. And you've taken that from him. And, and I feel, I feel some heat in my heart from that. And I, and I hate to admit that, but it's true. It is true, man. And man, I, I want to end with this one to top it off. It gets worse. Maybe not worse, but it doesn't get better. Oh gosh. <laughs> so you know, Nate sits down. I, I mean, I give him the biggest bear hug when he comes back. And, and you know, because of Nate, he, he, he turned that event around. He really did. Like mm. him, his brief speech was amazing. You know, I felt a great connection, you know, when he looked over at us and called us his friends, you know, and he was talking to everybody in the room and, and you know, for the folks of course, who of course. are collectors of his, like you're included in that. It just, we, we happen to be there, but, you know, looking back and seeing him, you know, a little bit crushed that, that mm. was very hard for me. Scott comes up, gives his, gives his little speech, which was great. And, you know, he also had three other people to kind of, you know, re refocus his, uh, you know, know, his compass, you know, towards North and be like, okay, this is what I need to do after that little weird bit. But the thing that sent me over the edge, sent me over the edge. God is there's a, there's a thing. I don't know if I'm talking, you know, treason. I don't know if I'm talking, you know, just absolute heresy right now. But there's like a cigar raffle. Now, once you get to your table, everyone gets one raffle ticket. And then following the event, the awards, they do a raffle of probably 10 or so different cigar oh, at boxes. at least. At least. It's probably 10 to 15. It, it went on for a while. And the thing that sent me over the edge, at least emotionally, was when this gentleman calling these awards up said, okay, shakes Scott's hand. He goes, sits down. He says, okay, now for the thing we've all been waiting for, a cigar giveaway. Oh, no. And I'm telling you, actually, I will say that was even worse for me. Uh, That was even worse for me than the screw-up because at least you could argue the screw-up, he was just reading his thing. Mm -hmm. But that on top 
I mean, the, the thing is, the 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 it wouldn't affect me had the screw up it, not happened. Yeah, it's but compounded. because the screw up happened. Oh my! You're right. Compound at its max. I I was sh- almost shaking <laughs> in anger, dude. I was almost shaking, uh, and I was like, "You're telling me this is what I'm waiting for? Fucking cigars? Not even a pipe? Like, I'm I'm almost glad it's not a pipe. But like, don't you think the pipe?" Award show, the doctor of pipes, the master of pipes, the pipe show should have something pipe tobacco or pipe related. Right. And don't you think that should not be at the end when my friend is sitting here with just the most murdered award ceremony? And you're going to tell me this is what I was waiting for? Dude, I was I was about ready. I was about ready to get up and leave. I actually (laughs) it's funny. You said, you know, you're like, I hope I win as a joke. And I said, I'm not even looking at my ticket. Like, I, I didn't even care. One, and statistically yeah. wasn't going to win. But two, I was just like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. And then I had you look at it anyway. But yeah, um, I did take it. Yeah. You know, I, dude, that that sent me over the edge, man. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. I was like, F- that. No, <laughs> this is what I was waiting for. And you f- it up. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, again, I, let me as we as we finish out this ugly, that was the ugly. And it was damn ugly. And, and it it's still ugly. And they they are they're doing the best they can to fix it, but there's a lack of leadership that needs to take ownership. There needs to be some kind of apology, something, man. That this needs to be made right and needs to be made right soon. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No. I, again, I come at this from you know a place of love. I, I really do, and and I mean no, no offense. I'm not trying to make offense to the gentleman, the announcer. I'm not even trying to make offense to toward the Chicago pipe show, but this is an absolute call out that things need to change uh, and things need to be remediated. I agree. I, I feel like I should be saying pipe down, but I, I, I don't because all this, I, I think it needs to be, it needs to be brought up and it, this, you know, quote unquote, dirty laundry needs to be aired for sure. But, you know, with, with all that, with the good, bad, the ugly, and this, this nice long episode, we're, we're going to go into our lessons learned. And I'll, I'll start, you know, this is, this is just our opportunity to kind of talk about literally our, our love it lessons learned, love it lessons learned, things that uh, we would ourselves do differently. Um, so this, you know, a lot of this involves kind of just our, our antics at the show and things in general. So the first thing for me, to not do any documentary stuff for a while. Uh, the only caveat to that would be <laughs> the only caveat would be maybe we get there earlier or we stay a little later uh, to be able to enjoy some stuff. Preferably, probably get there earlier. I really enjoyed doing all of it, but it was definitely very tiring. I think having all those delays and stuff on that uh, Thursday into Friday just put us on a weird footing. But yeah, it was it was it was a lot to be honest, and I don't know if I'd want to do that again for a while it's tough though, man like especially yeah. when we we did the when we were in vegas we ran a table which we thought yeah. i don't even know what i thought to yeah. be honest i thought I'm actually it would be even chiller because you're just sitting there no nope. <laughs> you know that was you were working you had to be working yeah. and with this show you know i thought maybe it'd be a little bit different you know we're, we're gonna have a table but we're not gonna man it we can do our thing on friday and then call it but the reality is you're right even though even though it took up all our Friday, which we didn't love, I mean, we planned for it, so that wasn't it wasn't like a shock. Uh, it did kind of bleed into Saturday and Sunday. Even though we didn't do too much Battle of the Briar stuff Saturday, we we kind of saved it for Sunday. We absolutely stressed about it Saturday, which in turn meant 
we were doing documentary stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I'm ready to just enjoy a show. I'm ready for, I am too, o- man. ready for October to come. We're going to get a table. We're going to put our stuff up and we're just going to walk around. We're going to wear, walk our, around. I'm a, wear our uh, Hawaiian shirts or whatever yep. our Vegas stuff is. And we're just going to, we're just going to, we're going to buy pipes. We're going to eat in and out and that's it. And drink margaritas <laughs> at 2am. $1 margaritas. That zero tequila and all and then, margarita mix. <laughs> and guess what? And guess what? We're going to sleep in until nine or 10 if we want yep, to. Right before the show. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't that. even think, I honestly don't even know if we're going to do, actually we are. I think we signed up for to record a live show, but that that'll be all right on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. I'm wearing but, uh, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I ain't wearing a three piece suit. Yeah, I'm gonna wear probably. <laughs> we need to get another Hawaiian like some. We need to get some. Yeah, else. just for sure. Uh, anyways, that's that's the Vegas vibe. Um, next thing, <laughs> this was just a lesson. I, I know this is all lesson learned, but I can run on caffeine and alcohol a lot better than I thought. Um, I don't know if it was just like I had never really done that before, but. You know, lack of sleep, some good caffeine, some not the best liquor, just just kind of got after it. Kind of along the first one and not doing documentary stuff, just honestly spend more days there. Get in earlier, maybe stay a little later. You know, maybe if we don't do as much stuff, maybe bring the family. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's not too much to do at the hotel, but I don't know, we'd maybe rent a car or something, just, just spend Yeah, I will say, time. man, this is a good... As I kind of cut into my lessons learned. Uh, so we have these written out, right? We plan this. I'm, I'm going to start off with a curveball. <laughs> Dude, get wifed, man. I will never go to Chicago again without get wifed. Um, mm. That was that was tough. I'm glad. It wouldn't have worked this one just because yeah. of the, the documentary stuff. So it's less of a regret towards this particular trip. But it is definitely a regret in the grand scheme of our Chicago journey, right? She was there right there with me when... You know, I decided it, it was very surreal when when our cat Zora, um, she passed away in, mm. in May, very, very unexpectedly. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible week. Uh, I remember feeding her the, the night where, uh, you know, she didn't come home and that was just absolutely brutal. Mm. And I remember I was at work, just not feeling pretty good. And this was two days before the show. Right. And I just and I saw everyone, you know, get arriving, getting there Wednesday, Thursday ish of uh, the Chicago Pipe Show 2022. And. I remember calling her and I, I, I said, was that work? I said, you want to do something crazy this weekend? She said, yes. And I was like, let's go to Chicago. You want to come with me? She said, yes. <laughs> and that will, I talked about it on the Pipes Mag uh, radio show uh, on my episode with Brian Levine. Go check that one out. And dude, that was, that was my best pipe smoking memory. So she was very bummed to not be in Chicago. Very, very, very bummed. She missed all the folks. A lot of people, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, Larry out there. You know, Matt Gus, a bunch of folks, Nate King, you know, we're asking about, you know, get wife. Where the hell is she? Again, we made this decision right in between. We, we booked everything right in between a move. And I think it cost me like, damn, dude, 15 to 20 grand. I'm still waiting on some money back from the army. But we were just not in a financial position to, to send both of us. And then we, of course, took on this documentary. So it was just going to be, you know, producer guy and I. And, and I'm glad we had that. Like, this has been an, an yeah. amazing thing. I think I kind of want that more towards Vegas, but at the same time, I would love her next year's Vegas producer wife and, and get wife to be there as well. But yeah, so that, that was probably, that was actually my biggest lesson learned. And it's something I kind of knew going into the show, but it was important to kind of realize throughout the show that I was like, you know what, dude, I need, I need get wife. She is absolutely, she might not smoke a pipe, but she's definitely part of the pipe community, man. She, she loves talking with you guys. She loves everything about it. 
she, she might get punched in the face a little bit with smoke in the smoking tent, uh, which, you know, producer guy is a little bit built of a little bit sterner stuff when it comes to that. So I didn't have to worry about going <laughs> back a little bit early, but I don't know, maybe next year when we actually are at the hotel and not 40 minutes away, I can get away with, uh, you know, sending her back a little bit early, but oh, yeah. yeah. So, so that would be my main one. Uh, another one I want to hit on dude. The funniest thing is this was, this was not a lesson that needed to be learned. Right. I got a direct text message from an individual who said, make sure you stay hydrated, make sure you bring <laughs> snacks, uh, and, and make sure you bring quality snacks. And so my lesson learned is actually diet, nutrition, and a little bit of hydration because I failed on all of those fronts. All of them. Yeah. No. All of them. I drank such small quantities of water. Probably like two water bottles full. <laughs> like 16 ounce water water bottles, probably 32 ounces in, over the course of three days. It was brutal. Uh, and uh, my nutrition, while I got probably... I actually don't even think I got sufficient calories and the calories I did get were very yeah, poor. No, I remember at one point shot. it was Saturday, Saturday. I actually, I didn't touch on this too much. I kind of briefed it, you know, in passing on uh, the cover of my ash. I was very, very ill on Saturday yeah. and I kind of just chalked it up the entire show to being tired, being smoked from the filming, but there was definitely something wrong. And I didn't realize that until the following morning when I woke up and I'm talking a pool of sweat. I was drenched i was profusely sweating in my sleep and whatever happened i exercised this 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 demon this chill this cold this illness and i woke up feeling great on sunday so so that was kind of like the oh i definitely wasn't just tired like something was happening to my body and uh i i can't help but think that my lack of hydration and, and nutrition at least prolonged that saturday making him feel even worse but it's funny neil and pod 101 you know the best photographer in the pipe game uh, you know, reached out to us, sent us a text message and said, don't forget, like it was a photo of him literally outside GNC going to get protein snacks and stuff, you know, quality foods to, to fuel his body throughout the show. And he's like, I recommend you guys do this. You already know this, especially since you're, you know, going to be running and gunning with your cameras. Uh, oh, you're yeah. going to get, you're going to get pretty smoked. And we both said, yeah, hell yeah, Roger. And uh, we just ignored it completely. Not oh. out of ignorance, not out of thinking we could do it better. We just, we were busy. I was literally packing, I think, or something. And uh, yeah, that that came and bit me in the ass really, really hard. Another one I want to hit is uh, traveling to shows with pipes and tobacco. How many pipes? Take a guess. Everyone right now listening, how many pipes do you think I brought? Take a guess. The answer is not zero. Take a guess. Okay, I'm hoping you have a guess. Now, how many? How much tobacco? Think about it. Think about it. Mm, okay. All right, producer guy, what's your guess? All right, pipes. Ross. I would How many pipes? Ten. Uh, That's pretty close. I think it was closer okay. to eight-ish. Okay, but but that that I, honestly I don't know. I just kind of grab pipes that I like. Yeah. Yep. Tobacco. I actually went scarce a little bit. Okay. I was like, I don't know. I, I threw one pocket jar on there, one bulk blend, maybe another bulk blend, and a tin or something. And I said, okay, okay this will be enough. And then people will have some and offer to you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. while I don't, I don't think you should plan to be a mooch. What I will say is, how many pipes do you think I smoked from my collection? Oh, I mean, it was a pipe show, so obviously you smoked, I don't know, like five, six? Zero. Oh, what? I did not smoke a single (laughs) one of my pipes, man. Uh, Not a single. When I'm saying not a single one, I didn't even pack one. I didn't pack a single pipe. 
I didn't smoke any of my tobacco. And part that of that goes, show? yeah, part of that goes with saying I got a pipe. I got a bunch of pipes. So I wanted to smoke those. And I got tobacco from friends. And they also have a, a huge table. It's like a, you know, like the grab a book, leave a book. They have one of those, but with tobacco. And it's all normal. There's McClellan's up there. There's a lot of rare stuff. Again, this is another reason why you guys should be going to pipe shows. Try all the blends that, you know, are just free on the table. Some of them might be some McClellan's or some rare stuff. But to, outside of that, I didn't smoke really any pipes. One, because I was feeling sick on Saturday. We were too busy Friday. And then Saturday night, I tried one of the pipes, which I actually talked about. Uh, it was the, uh, go listen to the episode last week. It was good. Um, but I smoked, I took like three puffs out of that thing, man. And I was like, this ain't for me. Then I ripped open a cigar. So I'm not advocating for this. Is, this is all my lessons learned. Again, you might learn something from these, but this, this is more geared towards me. So when I listen to this next year, when I'm about to go to another pipe show and I screw up again, um, I, I knew I was going to get a, come out with a pipe. So that was fine. Just go, just go with that. Travel light is definitely the move for next year. Um, but, but I think that's kind of funny, dude. I, that bag was such an inconvenience to me. <laughs> There's just so much stuff in it and I used none of it. Um, but, but anyway, so my, my final lessons learned and that this one is on par with the first one I gave you with a uh, get wife. This one's pretty important to me. It's the lack of pictures. I have this problem where even though I'm like kind of a director trying to be kind of a director, kind of a cinematographer, I do YouTube videos. I don't ever think to take a moment for pictures. Um, I never am at an event and I'm like, hey, we should snag a picture. The only time I do is when it's like kind of an accomplishment. Uh, so if I get a new pipe and I'm with the maker, maybe I'll be like, hey, grab this, grab a photo of this. I'm proud to have this piece. Uh, but for the most part, no. You know, my, I think the last time I asked someone to take a picture of me was when, you know, maybe I ran into an old friend. Maybe, maybe. Mm. You know, I, I honestly, the last thing that's coming to mind was my, my what, 250th, 500th, whatever the heck Guinness, you know, at the pub in, in Washington. I was like, Hey, take a picture of me. You know, like, this is cool. Uh, next to my plaque. But you know, I just didn't do it. Not one time, not a single time did I say, let's grab a picture except for our coffee event, our get pipe pipe community event, which happened on Sunday, which was a blast. We had a bunch of folks show up. We did take one photo, which uh, I'm going to be posting this week. Now that the story's out, but that was it. And I didn't even take it. Someone else took it. And I just kind of got it from, from Kirk. But my point is with the show being over, right. Getting those post hype show blues. As I was scrolling, seeing the recaps, dude, I was in zero photos and it's less of like a, what was me? I want to be the star. Honestly, it really is. And it's dang, I didn't get any photos with any of my friends. You know, I see, I see Jay who I've been looking forward to seeing for a very long time. Jay Furman, uh, you know, he really made my Chicago pie show 2022. And I was really looking forward to hanging out with him. And I didn't get much of an opportunity to do that, which is very unfortunate and probably, uh, you know, somewhat of a reason why this is one of my lessons learned, but you know, seeing it, I was scrolling through his photos being like, wow, you know, this is awesome. You know, all the friends, all the pipes you got, and I wasn't in a single one of them, man. And that hurts. You know, it's, it's not a thing against him. It's just yeah. me. I never, I never thought to grab photos with anybody at, at Vegas, at the first Chicago. Every time I met someone who, who recognized me, I would get a photo with. I was like, this is something cool. I'd love to grab a photo. Or they would ask me for a photo, and then I'd want it in return. I just never thought to do that. It's just not one time. 
and and it's like a it's like a relationship issue too like you know all the photos are of me because i never think to take a photo of my wife i just don't think to take photos you know and i don't know man i am really really bummed about that so so it's something that while you know i'm fortunate producer guy was able to snap snap some photos of me while i was directing the battle of the briar uh maybe while walking around the show that is i Dude, I'm telling you this right now for the first time. I really do appreciate that. I was looking through some of them. Uh, but but sometimes you just got to think we have these little things in our pocket that we are addicted to that I complain so much about. Sometimes it's probably not a bad thing to, uh, you know, maybe put photos of your dinner on the side, put those in the backseat and, you know, <laughs> you know, try to capture some moments with your friends with your just your iPhone. It doesn't got to be a crazy cinema camera. You know, it can just be a photographer. It could just be your own little hand going crazy with your photography skills and just grab a photo with your friends, man. So yeah, I think that will wrap up our love it lessons learned. I love it. I love the fact that we have some lessons learned. I love that we've learned from those lessons, uh, ideally when we move forward, but yeah, this, this is kind of the new baked in approach for the what's up and smoke. So we're going to hit a good, bad, the ugly. And you know what? Sometimes there won't be good. Sometimes there won't be ugly. Uh, but this one definitely had a, a plethora, you know, a big, big, wide range of of content to talk on True, but you know i i appreciate you and i going back and forth with this this lessons learned thing and trying to at least kind of reel it in from the what otherwise would be a pretty depressing end to the pipe show um and while these are lessons learned and not necessarily great things man just to sum it all up it was an amazing show it was far better than the first show um, the, the first show, the 2022 version for me will forever be my favorite pipe show just because it had that first impression. But outside of that, this one was run 10 out of times, 10, 10 out of 10 times better. Just was phenomenal. hundred X that, uh, 10 X that whatever it is. And yeah, it, it's good. I think Chicago's going in the right direction and, and I kind of want to hit this right now. Uh, there was, um, there were some sad poopy faces about the Danes not being there. And while I think that would have been cool, man, dude, times are changing. I'm excited to be, see the Danes uh, in in Vegas, but guess what? They don't know who I am. <laughs> they don't know who I am, and they probably don't know who you are. And that's not a, that's not a slight to them at all. Uh, but what I am saying is, let's not let's let's try to change our way or change our viewpoint on on these shows. You know, don't go to shows because someone's going to be there. Go to a show because you want to be there. Uh, this this Chicago was very eye-opening to me you know i'm i heard that there was going to be people missing people that weren't going to be going and, and that that kind of scared me especially these staples in the community dude it it's it's a little bit nonsense that was such a fun show it was you know you know what i'm missing what i'm gonna miss in vegas pipes pours and pals i'm gonna miss my oh, pal nate my pal justin you know i'm not concerned about you know this artisan carver i'm concerned about my friends you know i'm concerned about you the listener you know, so if you guys go to this show, that will make it worth it. You know, that will continue pipe smoking. Not, not some, you know, guy or, or girl, you know, including me, you know, like it's, it's, it's all about you and it's all about us. It's all about the community. So we will leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for listening to this, this long what's up and smoke. We've got some kick-ass segments coming one pipe show edition. And then we're going to finally put Chicago pipe show in the past. We're going to move on to bigger and better things. Segments, 
segments. Dude, I can't believe I forgot it last year. Let's go. I know, I know. That's okay. That's all right. But we're here. We got two, as always. They're awesome. Our first segment this week is a little bit of this or that pipe show edition. And then we're going to get, as Adam said, into are you smarter than a pipe smoker? So let's do these five this or that's quickly. Let's do them. And uh, yeah, man, for those who don't know, this or that is where we have two options and we choose this or that one, the first one or the second one. And uh, yeah, it's just a just a fun kind of get to know us. They can be pipe smoking related or not pipe smoking related. Doesn't doesn't matter. So first one. And again, these are all in the context of a pipe show. And in this case, the Chicago pipe show. First one, cigar or pipe? Cigar. Dang. Cigar. <laughs> For the folks in the back. Yeah. I uh, I agree, man. I don't know. I, I can articulate like, it easily, man. It's because there's way too much going on for a pipe. Yeah. Pipes are meant to be enjoyed. They are meant to be enjoyed in solace alone. Yeah. Take your time. I, settle down. That, that's what they're meant for. I'm not saying that they need fair. to be. I'm not saying that they need to be, but that was the, d- the design to sit back, relax, enjoy the flavor. Think about the tobacco mm. that none of that happens at a pipe show. None of that. Oh, that's yeah, the exact opposite. Sure. It's, it's loud. It's energetic. You're getting fistfuls of, of smoke coming your way. <laughs> you know, there's, there's whiskey being passed around. There's beers getting passed around, you know, pipes, pours and pals comes out with some kind of cream ale that I'm sucking down. <laughs> yeah, like none of that's conducive to trying like a, a, an Oriental blend with you know fifty-seven different varietals, right? You know, Maybe. but a cigar, you you just take your little. This is my new thing. I take the pipe tool, and then I cut Curve. the cigar. So instead of using like a cutter, since I'm a pipe guy, I use my pipe tool, and I just kind of cut in a little V shape, that. and then I kind of smoke my cigar. So I'm I'm big cigar guy when it comes to pipe shows. You get the flavor, you can't miss it. Uh, if you retrohale, you definitely won't miss that either. Yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely a cigar. I, I think it's, I would agree, obviously pipes are for solace, but it, it can be small groups and just relax and chilling. But that, that's the thing. It's relaxing, hanging out cigars. You're just going like you can, you can puff on that bad boy, walk around, talk to folks, just relight it really easily. I, um, I think it's great. Yeah. I will say our, our pal Nate, he brought out a, was it a $12 bottle of whiskey or yeah, I believe it was whiskey. That sounds Dude, horrible. It was actually really good. It was surprisingly, it was surprisingly really good. I think it was twelve, or maybe it was in the twenty dollar range. But um, yeah, it was really good. All right. Anyways, number number two, staying up late or calling it early. This is a tough one. Um, yeah, man, it is kind of dude. Tough. Kind of find a battle here, right? I guess it depends what you're doing, like. Vegas this year, I'm staying up late because we'll probably we'll be able to sleep in. The the big thing for staying up late, right, is the fear of missing out. I think that's yeah, a big one for me. Big fun. I don't want to miss out on what's going on. If there's fun going on, I want to be there. I think this one, I think Chicago might be a great show for for calling it in early. I noticed folks were leaning towards, you know, calling it quits a little bit earlier than they would have maybe at Vegas. So Vegas is ah oh man, that's still tough. Vegas I, is Vegas, though. It's what's what's like, our definition of early? I'm not talking like 9 p.m. go away. Like no, I'm talking but like, early would be like midnight. Yeah, Calling it early say, for me is midnight. I was going to say 10 to 11. That's that's real early. Then I would say staying up late, but 
I think yeah. I think midnight for my, Chicago was my your point. At the once once twelve oh one happened, everything from twelve oh one to you know three a.m. when we started to go to bed was it's like ugh. it was just chit chat. So which uh, but I, mean, I don't know Saturday. Valuable, but, Saturday night was a little more than chit chat. We we're, were having fun. We That's we had our. Pals. I was feeling wicked sick though, so I, I I was not enjoying that Saturday night to be honest. Again, just Dude, being wicked sick. Whenever you say you you talk about how you exercise something, I feel like you mean it in the terms of like working out. Is that correct? Or are you no, talking? Like, I mean, no, like you're talking a, a demon. Like a devil okay. was exercised from my okay. body. Because that, um, that's how I I. I agree with that. It was definitely some sort of exorcism. Like, dude, there was there was so much sweat. <laughs> dude, he woke the, up. The, the thing is, like, I woke up feeling great. Like, yeah. like he literally was like, I literally had like <laughs> he said he exercised something in his sleep. I was like, okay, but uh, yeah, dude, he was sweating. He was like, his hair was all wet. It was all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. And, like, man. I was like, damn, the freaking Catholic priest come in and like. Power of Christ compels you. Like, yeah, so I guess if we're going based on Chicago Pipe Show edition, I'm going to call it in early. That allowed uh, me to, I mean, even though I called it at like 2, two. or 3 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday. I think it was 2, but people stayed up for another hour or so. Yeah, it was, I was uh, up But three. yeah, I don't know, man. I'll, 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 I want to keep the staying up late for the, the 2 a.m. You yeah. know, marks at Vegas. And yeah, yeah, I, I'd like to have a little bit more energy for the following uh, show day. I will say... Um, I'll say staying up late, man. I I definitely have that FOMO, and it was a blast. It was a blast to stay up late, even though it took a couple of days, I think, to kind of recover for someone who does not yeah, stay yeah, up late or get get much sleep. Um, well, that's that's like the big double edged sword, too, right? Like you you're going to this event for the event, so the more right. event you can experience, the better. But now it's just no one's ever gonna no one no one's ever gonna be happy they went to bed early, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe they will be, but I, I, I think we found the right balance. We did. You know, we did. midnight to one a.m. is probably. I think one a.m. is a good start. Let's start wrapping it up. Let's yeah. start wrapping it up. Or like, go to a, definitely go to a room. Go get in and out. Whatever it is, yeah. But okay, next one, number three, beer or spirits, and that can be any spirits. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with spirits. I don't typically yeah. drink spirits all too much. Um, like, no, I, I love a good beer, particularly Guinness. Um, if I'm having dinner, I'm always going to have like a beer if it's going to be alcoholic. Um, and, and I will say, you know, when, when our good pals hand me, handed me that cream ale or honey ale or whatever it was, it was delicious. And that mm-hmm. really hit with that cigar. But, you know, it was cool to have like whiskey sours and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, that was fun and they were tasty and yeah, it was cool. I'm gonna go with spirits. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go spirits. Yeah, it was good to have just something on the rocks, a good uh, old-fashioned whiskey sour, Dude, whatever it was. Being at the hotel, you don't got to worry about driving. Yeah. There's oh, there's just no so stress. Easy. You're in this controlled, safe environment. That is, I'm all the way spirits with that one. Yeah, I agree. All right, number four, dressed up or casual? And dressed up, I would say like uh, probably nice slacks or pants and a nice collared shirt and up like that's that's dressed up casual is anything under that i love dressing up i never dress up for anything nowadays outside of this hype show (laughs) you know i i think there should be 
I don't know. I kind of like the strict dress code for you know some of those awards dinners. Mm, like I think it should yeah. be like a a business casual minimum. Uh, in, I, my, in my opinion, I agree. I think that's where maybe Vegas needs to change that a little bit. Um, I think that that dinner, even though that's not really an awards dinner per se, I think that should be a little more formal. I think I think it should be. And I'm not saying it, it adds some, it adds an element to it. Yeah. It adds an element of seriousness. It adds an element of legitimacy. And I'm just saying you can wear your jeans and polo and your sneakers. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that's fine. But um I oh, I don't know. I think overall You do know. Come on. You bought a suit for this. Dude, I love that suit. I love that suit. But no, you bought a suit for this. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, uh, There's nothing to consider here. You bought a suit for this. I know. You didn't you didn't buy a suit. You bought a suit for this. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> All right, I'll go I'll go dressed up. I you like have you. to. You don't have a choice. You bought a suit for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh man, that's that's too, that's too I'm dying over here. Okay. All right. Last one. <laughs> you, should, you guys should have seen his face. You <laughs> just like you got it. Oh my gosh. Anyways. All right. Uh last one. Number five, photos or videos? Photos, man. Dude, mm. you can't, you can't put, no one, the thing is like, that's why YouTube is important. That's yeah. why, you know, Netflix and stuff is important because no one's, I very rarely watch a video on, <laughs> you guys hear Nimbus <laughs> in the background? I'm not editing that out. Uh, you guys don't, I never watch like a video on Instagram unless it's like a reel and it's like a, 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 a this is a video and you're kind of in the the, the algorithms yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah unwavering you know spell that you, that kind of sucks you in but yeah photos for sure photo photos a thousand times out of a thousand yeah i'm gonna say photos as well i feel like i don't know i feel like photos can capture uh, I, I don't agree with the statement but in some senses like photos force the imagination to create a situation that May, may not have happened but it allows the mind to go certain places if that makes sense photos like, you're you were right on it and you you kind of backtracked photos <laughs> one trillion percent capture way more than a video ever will 100 100 it's it's so weird like it shouldn't it shouldn't know, like right? inherently but it, it really does that you know the obviously the cliche the you know Picture is worth a thousand words. A thousand right? words. But your yeah. video is worth one word because it tells you everything that you need to see. Like yeah, exactly. your, your words are answered for you. For sure. But if you have any more any more this or that, best way to send those is to our Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. That is our Discord. Join that. Uh, almost 550 people in it. There's a specific channel for this or that. They can be pipe smoking related or, or not. They can be related to anything. We do ask if you send them in or uh, post them do uh do like five at a time in a specific category so we can you know do them all at once uh or if you don't feel like doing that send them to show at getpiped.com and our second and last little segment for the day is our are you smarter than a pipe smoker this is our trivia segment where adam has no idea what the questions are no idea what the answers are but i ask them anyways and we determine whether or not he is smarter than a pipe smoker so 
the first one we have today is what is the base tobacco of an English blend? Virginia. Is that your final answer? Yes. The second question. Who obtained the name Ebonite as a brand name? The individual. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is a good one. This was Eric very- Ebonite. <laughs> I don't know. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it's my final answer. Okay. All right. Third one. Who allegedly ordered oxygen masks? that could accommodate cigars on airplanes? Like who allegedly ordered that these be made? So someone in a position of power is giving an order, not someone, hey, let me make a shopping cart order. Mm, Correct, yes. I'll give you that little hint. Who allegedly ordered oxygen masks? I got to go with like Churchill maybe. Okay, all right. Yeah. Last one. What culture had a great influence on the Inuit pipe smokers. Like what what culture had a great influence on them smoking pipe? What culture had a great influence on the Inuit pipe smokers? Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Asian, the Asian culture, Chinese, China, uh, maybe Japan. Okay. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's a tough one. All right, so we now go over all the answers. So the first one, what is the base tobacco of an English blend? Got it. Boom. Check. Hell yeah. I love that. That is a great question. That is a great question. Do you come up with that? No, this is, well, kind of in a way. Um, So I was actually on the smoking pipes glossary. I literally went to the glossary of their like definitions of things. And it says an English blend is usually one uh, which has as its base of Virginia tobacco to which are added oriental tobaccos, Latakia, and perhaps some Perique. So I love that. That is a phenomenal. So yeah, you did, that, that is a great question because everyone, when they first heard that, immediately thought of Latakia, right? Because we think mm. English is Latakia. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's an additive. I mean, it might be the defining characteristic, but it's definitely not the base. If you had a base of right. Latakia, you're talking pirate cake and there's not much not much you could go <laughs> for, for blending practices if you're yeah. just doing a base of Latakia. But and that's a great says, question, man. Yeah, in common usage, English also denotes a tobacco that is free from artificial flavoring, though natural casings like various spirits or floral compounds may still be present. Mm-hmm. So cool. Nice. Good one. All right. Uh, so, second okay, one. So I'm one for four today. All right. One for four. All right. Who obtained the name Ebonite as a brand name? You said like Mike Ebonite or whatever. I don't even know. Not correct. Um, so again, this was kind of acquired from that same glossary, literally the next one under English um, in the their glossary. Um, it says, Ebonite and vulcanite are essentially the same material, vulcanized rubber. The process of vulcanization converts natural rubber into a harder, more durable material. Ebonite was simply a brand name obtained mm-hmm. by Charles Goodyear for the vulcanized Oh, rubber I knew material. that. Oh, I didn't Which, like no no matter how many times you ask me that I'm not getting that right, but I did. Yeah. I have read that. That is a great one. Yeah, because that you know Goodyear Goodyear tires. Um, I'm assuming that is the same it is. human yep. being. Um, yep. So yeah, the addition of sulfur is what leads to this material oxidizing, um, which can easily be polished. Blah blah blah. So yep. Yeah. Uh, it, so it was an accident. Ebonite was an accident um, I, in their 
iron making process or whatever. Right. Um, from my understanding. And uh, yeah, but he, no, that's, that's the, but I think it's the, it was just the name of, yeah, Vulcanite or Vulcanized rubber, whatever it is. Like he created that name. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what he called it. Right. Right. So cool. All right. Next one. Who allegedly ordered oxygen masks uh, that could accommodate cigars on airplanes? And the person who did this was Winston Churchill. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was almost a give me. But Oh, uh, yeah. So Winston Churchill was known to love cigars and knew it would be difficult for him to stop smoking before his first flight at higher altitudes. To prepare, he ordered the creation of an oxygen mask that would accommodate cigar smoking so he could smoke on his voyage as well. Um, I put in, I put in there allegedly because I, I got it from one site. I don't know if it's actually a thing. I did not honestly do my nah, I'll take it as truth and run with it. I agree. I agree. And then the last one for this, are you smarter than a pipe smoker? Which so far you are. Um, we have what culture had a great influence on the Inuit pipe smokers? You said Asian, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, whatever it was. And you are actually correct. Uh, wow. Damn, I am. I crushed yeah. that then. Yeah, man. It says the influence of East Asian tobacco culture was strong with many early pipes of the Siberian and Alaskan nations bearing a striking resemblance to Chinese opium pipes. Alfred Dunhill's The Pipe Book describes them in detail as being often made from the tusks of whales or walruses, which were cut in half lengthwise and hollowed out before being lashed together with leather or other cordage and fitted with a raised bowl, usually of either stone or brass. Um, so then it says, later on, as the Russian Empire expanded the region, uh, Chukichi and, ew, yeah, more kind of pipes that I don't know the name of, in- incorporated shapes and styles found in Russian pipes, which were in turn influenced by the Turkish, Ottoman empires, blah, blah, blah. So, yep, East Asia. Good good work, man. That was a good Nice, man. I, uh, I can confidently say that you are, in fact, smarter than a All right, brother. Let's close out this long "What's Up in Smoke." But this is—I uh, think this is a needed one. This has been needed for well, the time this goes live, a couple weeks. But I, I, I think it's—I think all the stuff that was said really brings, you know, together kind of this collective need and desire to make the community better. So I, uh, we'll we'll touch on that maybe in, in some wisdom parts. But where can where can people find you on on social media? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually super proud to finally say this. Every time you ask me, um, mm. youtube.com slash get pipe for some of the premier YouTube pipe smoking community content. And that is true. And we actually just released a video uh, titled, uh, I don't know, something about Astley's pipes. If you don't know who, or maybe you do know about Astley's pipes, uh, I would ask you to go go check out that video. It's my latest video. And um, yeah, man, it, it, it came out very, very well. And I was battling 
time on this one. I actually stayed up to like 7 a.m. Saturday night into Sunday. And uh, yeah, I was just absolutely grinding on it. Uh, I've been working on it for, for quite some time. I'd done the B-roll way, way back. I'd done the script, but you know, I really wanted to get it out this weekend and I, I, I stuck to my guns and I made sure it happened. So a couple setbacks, technical, technological errors that were happening, but I overcame and I'm very, very happy with the product that came out. So please go check that out. And also, I already got a script ready for the next episode, uh, which will be really, really awesome. And uh, that one will be, that'll be definitely kind of a hot take as well. So that, that one will be something you'll want to see. Uh, but, but my point is, is that the YouTube content is coming and I'm finally back in my groove. The, the stress of planning for Chicago, the stress of funding for Chicago, all of that stress of, you know, just was kind of weighing me down, taking me from my creative ability to, to really get behind the camera or rather in front and uh, get to work. But I, I promise you, we're, we're on the up and up. We got some time. Some videos are coming. But if you're not a video guy, go try. And I promise you, I might convert you. I've converted at least one person who said he didn't like YouTube. Uh, but but if you really, really don't like that, you can go to Instagram and that's at get underscore pipe for some short-term content. But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right-hand man, GPP underscore producer guy. That's the get piped combo on Instagram. And then finally, we always touch on it and we're growing and we're showing and it's the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. More folks are joining every single day. We're approaching 550, and it is by far the most active, the most engaging, and the most fun Discord club out there when it comes to pipe smoking. I encourage you to take the invite and join us. We'd love to have you. I agree, man. I agree. And if you didn't know this already, you should really share this podcast. You should uh, share it to all your friends, all your family. Anyone who smokes pipes, anyone who does not smoke pipes, um, anyone who wants to smoke pipes, anyone who smokes cigars, I could go on and on all day about who you should share it with, but at the end of the day, it should be everyone. Um, it, just like we want to spread piping in public, we want to spread the Get Pipe podcast. We want to spread the news of pipe shows. We want to spread the news of piping as you please to folks of old age, new age, middle age, of new pipe smokers and old but we don't want to just share with the men. We want to share with the women and the children too. And I, I want to plug y'all. Write a, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating on there as well and, and Spotify and, and everywhere. Give give us a follow. Subscribe to our podcast. That I, I've been watching some videos that actually podcast subscriptions are over, you know, take higher account into the algorithm than ratings and reviews so follow us subscribe to us helps us uh, get the word out there about the get pipe podcast but all that being said all these words that have been spoken this evening adam my good friend my best friend what are your wise words of wisdom yeah i want to go a little bit off of the sharing thing um, and, and then also kind of touch on the good, bad, ugly thing. It got ugly there, right? You know, we, I'm getting pretty vulnerable out here being honest with you, being, being so truthful as much as I can. I, I always try to hide some of that, those negative aspects. You know, I, I try to hide the negative comments from folks about other folks. If it's about me, you're going to hear about it, <laughs> but I try to keep the peace and I still think the peace is, met the pieces kept but it was very important to get that off my chest it was very important to open up and be vulnerable with you guys uh, and it's all because 
I'm in the business of growing pipe smoking. And I've been thinking about this a lot today, today specifically before the recording. I don't quite know how to do that. This is a start. Doing the podcast is a start. Doing the YouTube videos is a start. But I still feel like we're, I'm talking to pipe smokers. Like only pipe smokers are listening. And that's what I want. I still have many more pipe smokers to reach. Uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've definitely converted former pipe smokers back to pipe smoking, which is, gosh, a huge honor to me. Um, you know, I, I feel honored that that's even a possibility. But I am trying to figure out how to bring the out group into the in group, right? You know, I, I don't want this to, con- I, I, I want, I like the idea that this is a niche thing, you know, this pipe smoking journey, but well, it doesn't have to be as niche, right? We can kind of grow it a little bit and we need to in order to continue. And that's exactly why we did the good, bad, ugly on the Chicago pipe show, because if they don't fix that bad, if they don't correct that ugly, this, this hobby will not continue, nor will the, the Chicago pipe show and it will all kind of collapse. And we don't want that. So in keeping with the idea of sharing, it, it does help so much. If you got a friend who's into pipe smoking, man, or considering it, maybe send the, send this podcast his way. Maybe send him one of my YouTube videos. And over time, we might be able to continue to grow, uh, you know, this, this community, this folks, this buy-in. You know, I, I can't help but imagine that some folks are now bought in. You know, they, they have an audio show that they listen to every week and they have a visual show that they listen ideally once a month, but probably every two to three months. Uh, but, but I think that's good. I think that's good at keeping them involved, keeping you guys involved, keeping pipe smoking going, keeping your pipes going. So I'll end with that. I really do appreciate all the share. I do appreciate all the love. We're going to say farewell this one last time to the Chicago pipe show 2023. I appreciate you guys for listening to, you know, our, our precursor episode, the cover my ash and really the precursor precursor episode of the battle of the briar, uh, more to come from the battle of the briar, but less about the Chicago pipe show 2023. But at this point you have all just been piped. And until the next piping, we are out. <laughs>